0: Hello and welcome to the Switch RPG podcast. I am Morvios Geo and I'm joined by just Johnny, what in the world are you doing with your face?
1: Hey. hey.
0: <laughs> Alright, initially this is the second run through. He had done some weird face and it really got to me. And anyway, um, if this is your first time listening to this show from switchrpg.com where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week we got a lot going on. We have a lot of news to catch up on. If if you're aware of what's going on, we did skip a week. Um I just needed a little bit of time off. So we did skip a week, so we got a lot of news to catch up on. Also, there was a Nintendo Treehouse event, which we will talk about later on. But first, don't forget to visit Switch RPG as well as the Twitter account, Switch RPG. No, Twitter.com slash Switch RPG. Why do I always mess these up? It's so easy. Uh, (laughs) Discord. All right. Discord.SwitchRPG.com. You can visit us there. Um, All sorts of stuff. Go to SwitchRPG.com. All that stuff is there. All right, cool, Johnny. What are you playing?
1: All right, so I finished Bioshock, the first one remastered. Yep. For the Switch. Uh, great game. The final boss fight is silly. It's ridiculous. Makes no sense at all. Like difficult or
0: just not like related to anything really.
1: it, It is related. Like like who the villain is is great, but it also is like not really much of a the twist not much of a shocker kind of thing. I already mentioned that on, uh, I don't know, like last, ep- last recording or whatever. But uh, <laughs> the actual actual final fight is like, it's uh, it's just silly video game stuff. It's weird. It's just silly. <laughs> okay. It, it, I can't talk about it because yeah. it'll be spoiled. Yeah, but, you don't want to do it, that. It is, it is silly, but it's a great game overall. Like the entire experience of the first one, fantastic. Uh, so I beat that. I am I've been working on BioShock Infinite. I, I'm skipping 2. I don't I don't think I'm actually going to play 2, but I am playing Infinite, and Infinite is the reason why I picked it up. Okay. Love love Infinite. Infinite is so good. The world is just awesome. I love how like crazy Americana racist it is. <laughs> it is okay. It is it is just a fascinating world. Unfortunately, uh the narrative doesn't really. It it seems like it's gonna. That racism is gonna be a pretty big and sort of the mindset of the people that live in Colombia are is gonna be like a major sort of political point okay. or, or th- sort of theme to the game. But it takes like a heavy. Left turn into like Scienceville, really? and then yeah, like quantum mechanics type stuff uh, kind of just like makes everything weird and confusing storyline wise or like like as things play out things just get weird they go into like weird land and then they stay in weird land with uh, and the only thing that kind of keeps you grounded is kind of tropey storyline stuff with Elizabeth like okay. it's not bad it's just it's just like I've been there, done that in other games and in other like entertainment entities and store- like it's uh, it's story stuff that on a general sense that I've already seen before now the whole like quantum mechanics part of it uh quantum physics sorry not quantum physics side okay. of it yep that that definitely adds a unique flair to it, but it isn't too different from other stuff that I've experienced, so that kind of was a little bit of a of a downfall it's still like fantastic the world is still great i just it would have been nice if they like continued on like the whole like founding fathers abraham lincoln being uh being viewed as a villain uh by the by the colombian people uh that sort of stuff to me was interesting the fact that they had like their own like alternate history uh, type of thing yeah it's alt history and they have like this religious faction that's kind of like uh they're kind of like the kkk of Colombia, like all of that was like awesome world building stuff and then they kind of just like throw it out they don't really dive deeper into that they go into like weird land <laughs> and i would have liked for them to like kind of stay a little bit more on point instead of deviating into weird land but the weird land stuff is it's weird so it's... it is unique it's just I kind of got like pulled in with one thing that I found very fascinating and cool that they're actually tackling such, you know, <laughs> hard to discuss subject matter, and then they kind of right. throw it out the window in order to talk about quantum physics. And I'm like, okay, quantum physics, sure, time travel, all right. <laughs> Here we go, we're doing it.
0: Oh man. So
1: so there's that. I'm very close. Uh, I think I'm very close to the end on that one, so I'll, I'll be beating that pretty soon. Uh, and then I've been playing Titanfall 2. What? Uh, It released on PC. Uh, EA finally kind of like unleashed the shackles and put their games on uh, Steam. And Titanfall 2 is one of the ones I've been eyeballing for so so long. It finally hit Steam. I grabbed it up. I've been playing that like crazy. It is awesome. I love mechs. I'm a big mech fan, and just playing that game, doing and being able to like go in and out of your mech, uh, you know, by the push of a button, dynamically, just great stuff. They don't really leverage that too much in uh the single player stuff i imagine it's more of a thing in multiplayer but single player not so much but it is fantastic the level design is really really good stuff it's all linear stuff for the most part uh you do have some exploration type stuff but the the running gun gameplay and being able to run on walls and hop in your mech and then your mech can like do a shield and you have like different loadouts for your mech and you can switch Mm -hmm. your loadouts you can have like you know Load, you know, do like a quad rocket launcher, or do like this weird, like high impact uh, rifle that sort of paints a target uh, on an enemy. Then you can like do this other. Uh, you have flamethrower, and it's just great. It's just great stuff. It's all well, like mech stuff. It's great.
0: Yeah, the the uh, the multiplayer. I don't have a lot of experience with Titanfall Two, more so Titanfall One. But the multiplayer ex- experience is more out of the mech. Um, at least Titanfall One One was. And the level design in that was, was really, really good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The level yeah.
1: design in Titanfall 2 single-player is phenomenal. Like, yeah. really good. It's, I don't think I've played better level design. Now, the level design of the Bioshock games is a bit more... It's more towards immersion, whereas right. in Titanfall 2, it... no. It, it, It's level design that is telling the story through immersion of this world, but it's more so that the level design is geared towards giving you platforming and running gun gameplay as, like, that's, like, priority one for how they built their levels, and it feels really good when they do that. Yeah. So, really cool stuff. Yeah, Uh,
0: Titanfall 2 just kind of, I don't know, came and went. Really, I don't know what happened. It seemed like it was a good game, but... It's a great game. Great game. Uh, it was,
1: when I picked it up, $10 on Steam. $10. Or, or less than $10. That's it was like crazy. nine and change or something like that. So I just scooped that right up and having a blast with it. So I'll be beating that one pretty soon, too. Uh, other games I've been playing, more Shovel Knight. I'm at the very end of uh, Spectre Knight. I keep, I keep forgetting which night I'm on. I'm at the very end of Specter Knight, so going through that. Resident Evil 7. I'm getting close to the end on that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want that game to be done. It's not mm-hmm. bad, it's just not as good as 2. Right. The remake
0: I just wanna, for 2. I just want to get it over with.
1: Yeah, I just want to get it over with, so that way I can be it. I don't think I'm going to pick up 3, even though I've never actually played 3.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think I'm just going to skip on that. Unless it hits like a really good uh, drop in price, like ten bucks or something like that, then I'll probably pick up three and play and beat it. Uh, it is shorter than two, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game I've been playing is more Smash, because uh, new DLCs released with the new Arms character, and it's... Uh, and they did, like, a huge patch with a lot of balance changes, just tons of characters changing up, so there's uh, there's a lot of interesting things that has happened in Smash. They kind of they did the right thing. They buffed characters that no one was using, and they didn't nerf anyone. Oh wow. that so that it's like the best of both worlds because ideally what you want is like more variety in high level play, right. And that's how you do it is by you buffing the characters that that are weak. Mm-hmm. So there might have been like one or two minor nerfs here and there um, in the patch, but for the most part, the entire patch was like mostly buffing. Uh, weak character, so that's right. good, and that's why I've been playing that again. I don't, I didn't actually pick up the DLC yet because all they have announced was the arms character, which is Min Min, uh, and no one else. And there's supposed to be five more characters after Min Min, and I don't know who they are yet. So, the moment they announce a character that I like, I like Min Min, I just want another one that I, that I can gravitate towards, and then I'll buy the full champion package which is uh i think 25 dollars to get the season two champions
0: now now do you want um what type of character do you want do you want a rangy like gun character do you want a, another sword character what are you what are you looking at
1: i uh, don't none of
0: those things really matter to me okay.
1: i think i think they're all good i i mean i don't think anyone wants another sword character <laughs> well wow. uh what i want is characters that play different from from everyone else and minmin so Min is like exactly Min. that okay minmin yeah. Min is just weird 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 stuff now i don't have her so i haven't played her but i looked a lot as the just in the video that sakurai did right that's just a weird character cuz your b button which is normally your specials is not your specials it's your left or right it's your right arm <laughs> so you're you're basically you have like two standard attacks it's weird you go right left left right that's and you can true. like Throw one arm one way, and then throw the other arm the other way
0: you, at the same um, time. You might be surprised to know that yeah. I am still terrible at that game. Yeah. <laughs> they can put out all the nerfs and the buffs all they want. I'm just still terrible.
1: So, that's all the intro stuff, and that, that's that been uh, stuff that I've been playing. Nice. What have you been playing?
0: Um, I haven't been playing much of anything, to be honest with you. I've been playing Xenoblade uh, handheld wherever I go, so I've been Trucking along on that. Um, typically, I've been playing The, the Outer Worlds, but I've kind of slowed down on that. I still am, I am going to finish it very, very soon. I'm kind of waiting for a patch that they said that was coming. So I'm interested to see what that's going to bring. Is it going to bring, you know, improvements to textures? Is it going to be improving pop-ins? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. So I'm kind of waiting to see before I continue on what that's going to bring. Uh, but really, what I've been doing is uh, watching a lot of uh, like shows and on Netflix and a bunch of other stuff. Um, one show I'm really into, like horror, the horror genre. So I've been I watched I finished watching a season of Marianne. Uh, Marianne is um, it's kind of like a, a witch story. It's a French uh, show, so a lot of people don't like to read while they're watching their shows. It doesn't really bother me. Um, but Marianne is uh, it's a Marianne is a uh, writer and she's getting these strange nightmares. And what's happening is that she's being and she's moved away and she's being called back to her hometown by a witch. Um, and the witch, the, the person who they have playing the f- the f- the witch is absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. She she plays it so, so well. Um, it's a pretty. I I watched the whole thing. It's a pretty decent watch. If you're into the horror genre, um, like say for example, if you watch Haunting of uh, Hill House, if you're into that show, I think Marianne's probably one of the the, the runner up for horror the horror show genre. Uh, so it's okay. I, de- I definitely recommend that one. Um, and I again, might
1: actually check that out.
0: Yeah, and and you gotta get. I again, I know a lot of people don't like to read the subs, but you know, I don't. I don't even know if there's a English dub on it. I have no idea. Uh, but again it those that doesn't bother me um another show i've watched actually two seasons of is the last kingdom uh last kingdom is a, a um it's about the uh the danes and the kind of like the the, the danes and the saxons kind of like your early english uh, viking uh history there uh i never got this i never got onto this show um up until recently, it's apparently been out for a while because there are four seasons out. Um, I think my brother watched through that entire thing. Yeah, I'm I'm working through it now, and man, it is just so good. Um, I want to say again, I got to watch the whole thing to, to completion. If I was to rate Game of Thrones to completion and The Last Kingdom, uh, they're pretty neck and neck. What uh, ruined obviously Game of Thrones were the last few seasons. Uh, the right, writing you didn't you didn't finish right. I'm waiting. I'm uh. waiting on the on... <laughs> We'll see, we'll see what happens. But Game of Thrones, the last few seasons, just the writing was really really sloppy. Um. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm, but I hear great things about the whole the whole series. Anyway. Um. What else have I watched? I watched a lot of again horror movies. I'm actually watching a show called. Um, is it None? Warriors, a warrior nun. Ah, uh, now I now I gotta look it up. It's it's a show on Netflix, and, and I've only watched a few episodes of it, but I'm definitely gonna be picking it up once I finish. Um, a little bit more of Last Kingdom. Yeah, warrior nun, warrior nun, like yep. a nun. Yeah, like um... a church a church nun. <laughs> uh, this is a show on Netflix. I think it's brand new this this year, um, and basically it's a pact of nuns that are fighting uh evil uh and it is out there and it is awesome. Uh, so that that I've only again I've only watched a few episodes. I'm going to blast through that shortly and um yeah, I've been just watching a lot of a lot of TV um in this kind of weird time for me. Uh, so
1: I I also finished um a series uh it's only like I think 10 episodes uh or the first season's only 10 episodes and i think they're working on the second season now the great the great the great it's um it's based on Catherine the great okay but it's a comedy oh. <laughs> it's it's a comedy drama comedy yep. uh, and it's it's hilarious but also it's it's good i actually yeah. definitely recommend it it's, it's good quality too like very well produced well acted and it's sure. hilarious
0: yeah and and I tied up a loose a lot of loose ends on some shows um like the boys on Amazon uh was was one of them um wait what was the other one uh Dracula it's a BBC uh min- I call it miniseries they're only three episodes but they're like an hour and a half long um so Dracula was one of them and um I started up the Dark Crystal as well I, I really my wife does not like she for some reason is freaked out by the puppet work but I don't
1: like them <laughs> I'm on the same boat. I I do not like uh, the Jim Henson
0: style Really? Muppets. <clears throat> yeah, not All a right. fan. Well, I I really I'm really into it, so I I, I got to just get through it without the wife, yep. which which can be a challenge because there's, there's only enough you know it's not much time in the in the world, right? But yeah, yeah, so it hasn't been really what I've been playing, it's been what I've would have been watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a whole lot of watching right there. <laughs> oh,
0: and and there's more, I just can't, can't think of any of this. This has been a lot. But yeah, why don't we yeah. get into some uh, new game announcements. We have, uh, first on the list, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 launches July 10th, which is actually the day today uh, we're recording this, so by the time you listen to this it ha- will have been out. Yeah.
1: And
0: now, this is more of a... Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is more of a throwback to the 8-bit world. Yep. I prefer uh Ritual of the Night style, that style, over over this one. Uh, that's, I'm that's just a me thing. Um, But Curse of the Moon too. this is... Uh, a lot of people have been wanting this one. Well, Curse of the Moon, the first one, kind of came out of... I mean, the
1: Kickstarters expected <laughs> it, but no one expected it to be good. They just expected it to be you know decent like get the job done of being like an homage to Castlevania 3 yeah and it delivered and then some it was amazing so because curse of the moon the first one was so good i'm expecting this one to be just as good if not better just because the first one just it blew me away it was just fantastic
0: right and they it, um they said you there's there is there a new character that you're also playing as
1: uh so you're playing as, um, I forgot his name, the Z guy. Zengetsu? Zengetsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the three other characters, I believe, are all different. They're different from the original three additional characters they got from the first one. So one character is the same, the other three are all different. They're all different, yeah. 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 Very cool. And yeah, that... it's just a different cast of people. Now, the one of them, uh, the I guess the bishop, priest lady with the staff. She is in uh, Ritual of the Night.
0: Yeah, Dominique. Dominique, yep. Mm -hmm.
1: So, she's familiar, she's kind of uh, familiar, because I think in the first one, uh, Curse of the Moon, you played as um, the main character of Ritual of the Night. What's her name?
0: Mm. Louise. It's not Louise. Not Louise. That was just... That was just a guess. I have no definitely
1: idea. That. But anyway, you played as her and, and a couple of others, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I'm gonna wait for the reviews to come out, as typical of me. And yep. as long as it's it scores great, I am scooping that right up. It's only fifteen dollars, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna mention that. It's not. It's, that's pretty good. Uh, I think that's a pretty good spot. Pretty good range for that. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Uh, and the character's name is Miriam. So I was. I that's was a it. Little, Miriam, I was yeah. I was a little off. Yeah, just a. Little. All right. Uh, speaking of Castlevania, uh, we're getting some, some Castlevania physical games for the Switch. This uh, fall. Well, a collection. The, the the collect the collection. The Anniversary Collection coming to the Switch this fall. Limited run games, and they're on a roll right now um, with uh, some some games. So yeah, limited run games. Castlevania Anniversary Collection uh, will get a release this fall. The news was announced during a limited run games stream, which happened yesterday, the 9th, um, and does it, it's also coming to the PlayStation 4. I don't have a list of the games on here. Do you have that um, anywhere? Yeah, I'm gonna be pulling it up.
1: It's... Uh, so, this collection, I believe, has already come out on Switch, just not physically. Okay. So, this is just the physical collection of it. I believe it's eight games. I will have an actual list very, very shortly. I got, right here. Here.
0: So the, I got it right here. So, the... Okay, you got it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's Castlevania from the NES. Castlevania 2, NES. Castlevania 3, NES. And by the way, I'm not going to read the sub-labels. Castlevania, all right, fine, I'll do it. anyway. Castlevania 2, Simon's (laughs) Quest. Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Super Castlevania 4, which is basically a remake of Castlevania 1. uh, That was a Super Nintendo game. The Game Boy Castlevania The Adventure. Also on Game Boy, Castlevania II, Belmont's Revenge. Uh, let's see. Sega Genesis, Castlevania Bloodlines. And NES. Really? Famicom? I could have sworn this was a Game Boy game, but okay. Uh, maybe the maybe NES. it ne-
0: never made it to the, the West, maybe?
1: Uh, yeah, it might not have been in the West. Uh, Kid Dracula. So of these, Kid Dracula is actually really good. Castlevania Bloodlines is actually really good. That's a fantastic one. That's, that's the game that introduced the, uh, uh, the Morrison family instead of the Belmonts. Okay. Um, Super Castlevania IV is probably the best one on this list, followed by Castlevania Three. That game is fantastic as well, but Castlevania Four is probably the best one on this list. Nice. So it's a pretty good collection of games. I would say about half of them are going to be awesome and the other half is going to be mediocre with maybe one or two that's kind of not really worth
0: your time yeah but uh, yeah and I don't, I don't think they even have a price on this yet so um yeah it's I mean,
1: not gonna, it's
0: not going to be cheap you don't you think it'll so, be full, full price 50 60 bucks
1: no but i think even if they sell it for 40 i think that might be too high if it was like 30 or under it would be worth it, but i don't think they're going to sell it for that
0: for that it, de- low. it depends because I think there's a lot of stuff they can do with this, right? Like there's a lot of um, like tangible physical items. Like if they want to really get physical, there's there's a lot of cool stuff they can bring along with this. Uh things like yeah. the original posters maybe that came along with the, the actual games or the manuals and all in one manual or whatever. Um well, yeah, well, there's if, stuff that they the can bring package, the the value up, you know? Yeah. If if the package
1: itself has uh like a collection of the soundtrack built into the game where you go into Mm -hmm. like this major soundtrack menu system, uh, or like some sort of like museum style, like here's concept art and here's like original poster art and stuff like that for each iteration or, or promo trailers, cool stuff like that. Then that would definitely up, up, up the
0: ante. Yeah. and, And then it would be worth it for, you know, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, you, Crisis Remastered, you'd wanted to bring this up, so. I just wanted to
1: bring it up because the game got rele- uh, announced that it's coming out July 23rd. They released a trailer for it. I think the tr people were poo-pooing on the trailer because it didn't look as great as the game should be in Crisis, the game that broke PCs, melted right, the PCs, right? right? It was supposed it's the kind of game that you wanna say, Wow, that can run on a Switch. And that's crazy, right? It's supposed to be like the Doom, the the other Doom by which you benchmark your system for it. Can it run in crisis? Uh and the trailer came out, it was a little lackluster, a lot of people poo-pooed on it. Hi, the developers hi, kinda it? said, Oh, nope, nope, we're we're gonna delay the release of the game. It's gonna look better, trust us. And yep. then it did not look they, good. <laughs> it looked alright. It looked fine to me.
0: Oh, it looked fine uh, to you.
1: Yeah. And then they just today said just announced it's coming to Switch on July twenty third, the same date that they originally said it was going to come out, but said later it was going to get delayed, and now it's undelayed. So it whatever. It's cool. It's coming out July
0: twenty third. Twenty. All right. So so after all, they're kind of it's coming out, not coming out. It's just coming out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but
1: look, I played and beat the first Crysis game. It's great. Yeah. It's really cool. So I would recommend it.
0: Cool, cool. cool. Yep. All right. New oh. Windbound gameplay video. Have you seen this at all? Yes. It Very reminiscent of uh, Wind Waker. I, I get that. I get that feel. Maybe that's just... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a Wind, w- Wind Waker
1: meets a roguelike because mm-hmm. the world is randomized or at least that's what the developer said because the video is the developer kind of showing I don't know the first 20 minutes or 15 minutes of gameplay or whatever 20 minutes and he's yeah. kind of narrating through the different things you can do uh, it's heavier on survival type stuff so you got to eat every now and then you're exploring your island hopping. Uh, you're collecting resources, and then with those resources, you're making your your boat better. Uh, And the bigger and better your boat, the more resources you can store onto your boat, the better it is for sailing, the the faster it can go. Uh, At first, your boat's a paddle, you have to just paddle it, and then you can eventually craft a sail that you can now harness the power of the wind for. So there's... There's progression elements there. And then sure. the world itself is very fantasy-esque. So they... What was it? It was like a kraken? I forgot what the creature was. But it was like this big uh, sea monster thing. I think it was a some sort of kraken type thing. Off into the distance. And the developer was like, oh, there's that thing. This world's full of all sorts of weird, mysterious things. So it's got a whole lot of intrigue in it. It's interesting. The yeah. combat is the only thing that I didn't like.
0: That is exactly what I was gonna say. I'm I'm like I'm watching the video right now as well. And I'm like yeah. looking at the combat. This game was not centered around the combat for sure. It was almost maybe yeah. feels like it was more of an afterthought. Um but everything else looks really, really good. Like visually it looks pretty good. It's kinda got its own little art style going on. Um yep. But um yeah, yeah. Windbound. Take take a look at that guys. All right, yeah, cool. but if it's not your cup of tea, it ain't my cup of tea.
1: It's not your cup of tea? It's it's the execution that's... Uh, the, the refinement, the polish that's needed, and I don't think the developers are going to put in that extra amount of time needed to really refine and hone it, because that combat system is really wonky, like yeah. basic. Like very basic type stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, um, yeah, it's more gathered around like the hunting and the gathering and all, all that other yeah. you know, resource management stuff.
1: I'd say for the younger crowd uh, that can kind of look past uh, those types of things, like the Minecraft crowd, this is going to be phenomenal
0: for them, potentially. Oh, boy. I just played a video, and I'm sorry if you heard that in your ears. I didn't hear anything. Okay. I'm it good. Was, it was rather loud, um, but yeah. Yeah, that is windbound. bound. I don't know. Maybe depending on the price. I don't know that that's come out yet. Uh maybe I'll take a peek at that. Uh it's not out yet. Not out yet. Very right, cool. Yeah. Let me just Do they do they not have a placeholder on No, they don't even have a placeholder on nintendo.com. Yeah, it's it's just showing it with nothing so <clears throat> that I guess that
1: is a glimmer of hope, right? They take their time. They put in the refinement and polish needed to really escalate the game to yeah. uh, to the potential greatness that it can
0: achieve. But I think at this point, though, uh, if you're showing off twenty minutes of it, you're probably pretty darn close to what the end is going to be. Yep.
1: Yeah. But uh, there is a game, new game that has been announced that doesn't need the polish and refinement because it already released and it's just uh, getting uh, its own specific physical release on switch what the heck are you talking about oh, i'm talk- talking about yeast origin yeast releasing on the switch yes this is, this is great because i have yeast i i dumped uh, i don't know 10 plus hours maybe 15 hours into the game yeah uh it's it's a really fun very action-oriented uh platformer s uh it's got an isometric view so the platforming is uh, you have to work with that as part of your platforming, and part of your platforming is using the various attack movesets sets they have available to you, like the weird spinny thing that can make you kind of like helicopter from one platform to another. Yeah. Uh, so it has those things going for it. Uh, the There's lots of boss fights. It's a very action-oriented RPG romp, just heavy into the action, and it's very fast-paced action type stuff. Uh, it's all about just dealing that damage like crazy. It's a pretty solid game. It's got a good soundtrack. Uh the it's 2D sprites on a 3D world type thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's I think it's pretty good and pretty solid. It's the only game though. It's just one game and it's getting a physical release. So, the only thing I'm worried about is the price.
0: Well, it's um it actually says that it's out now, so we can take a look at the price. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It came out on the eighth, and well, there you go. That'll that'll tell you. Um, if, what are, is are, the price? Of that? Are you on your way there? I am <clears throat> trying to scoop it. Scoop, I'm trying to. All right. Well, when when you when you got the scoop, let let me know. Um, but I'm wondering what else it comes with. You know. It is. There's uh, two editions. Uh, one is the regular edition, which is twenty nine ninety nine, and then it's got a collector's edition. I think it looks like it comes with maybe a steel case. Nope, no steel case. Oh yeah, no, it does. Oh, I'm sorry, it does. Goodness. It comes with a steel case. Uh, it comes with a, quite a few other things. Uh, the PS4 that...
1: version is on Amazon. Is listed for over a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Wow, that is insane but at at limitedruns limitedrungames.com they have it there for $70. This is the Switch version. Comes with a steelbook. It looks like it comes with a soundtrack. Um it would probably help if I just made this image bigger. Um yeah. uh, art book, reversible poster, like I said a physical CD soundtrack. So if you have a CD player, okay, you, you can use it. So um,
1: it's it's kind of like its own premium or collector's edition type thing. Mm-hmm. So asking for that kind of premium price of $70 is a, easier to swallow, but that is quite expensive.
0: But that's not the only edition. They have a regular, uh, regular edition for
1: $30. Oh,
0: yeah. and it's physical? Yep. Yeah, so they okay. have just a plain old box, um, not box, but plain old case, uh, $30. And then they have the whole collector's edition. Which is okay. all that stuff for seventy,
1: for thirty, and that's on the high end. That's like the highest I would pay for it. Yeah, but that is within <clears> the realm of reasonability. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. And um, pre orders close. See, I'm not I'm not entirely sure when this is coming out. Maybe that's when I said July eighth. Maybe that's when pre orders were uh, open. Because it says on here, uh, pre- yeah. pre-orders close Sunday, September 6th. Maybe it's, you make your
1: orders and then they're going to start shipping on the 8th. Yeah. So who knows when you get it.
0: Right. Yeah. So, pre-orders are open, guys. Pre-orders are open. I knew I do know that they limit their uh, collector's editions, so they, they do have a finite number of those. Uh, for the most part, their regular runs, their regular editions, don't uh, don't sell out but they I have seen them sell out Alright so that's oh, it, should,
1: it should be on sale on the eShop Right
0: Yeah I think on the eShop It's probably out if you, if you wanted To check that out um, I'm pretty sure it's out But um, yeah We actually got another update For three more titles um, For the Nintendo Switch Online None of which Really interest me I guess Uh, For Super Nintendo Online, we have Donkey Kong Country and the Natsume Championship Wrestling. And on the Nintendo side, we have The Immortal. Again, Donkey Kong Country, you know, it's, it's a good game. It definitely is a good game. Great, great game. It's a great game. It's a great game. Um, I do wish they had gotten a different wrestling game uh, Royal Rumble would have been a good one for WWF there might be Yeah, some, that was a good one There might be some uh, licensing issues and, and whatnot tied up in that one But I'd like to see some of the WWF or E, whatever you want to call it Stuff come over for wrestling And uh, the or- Immortal, meh That's an RPG Yeah, I, I guess But uh, Japan actually got Shin Megami Tensei um, which oh, is, wow. yeah, which is a for real RPG. And, um, I didn't realize Shimagami Tensei. The first
1: one was on the NES
0: Fam- Yeah. Famica on. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So that would have been nice. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Can you, is there a way to still get it in Japan? If you have an account, I don't know. I'm sure this is okay. probably some convoluted way to, to get that over if you wanted it. Uh, but keep
1: in mind, uh, the immortal, which we did get, is absolute garbage trash.
0: Yeah, it's. I think for the NES, their li- the, what we have for Nintendo, um, we got the best of those games. I, I think. We're, I think we're done with Nintendo. Super Nintendo has still has a lot more to offer, but Nintendo is. We're done with Nintendo. And it, and it's the
1: the worst kind of garbage trash, by the way. It's the garbage trash that looks like it's an awesome game.
0: But it doesn't play
1: well at all. But when you actually play it, it's garbage trash because it has, like, some of the worst, worst mechanics where you just surprise you're dead, that type of stuff. Oh, nice. Excellent. And and the entire game is basically surprise you're dead. Oh, you didn't know? You're
0: dead. That's not good. Yeah, the entire game. That's not good at all. Okay, next new game announcement. We have Vampire: The Masquerade, coming in twenty twenty one. So we you embrace the role of three vampires, weave between their intertwined stories, unravel fact from fiction, and make choices that will define the future of the city of Boston. Hey, you, you missed
1: the whole thing. So Vampire Masquerade, The Masquerade is already out.
0: This is t- Vampire: The Masquerade. Swan Song. Swan Song. What did I miss? Is this a this a. Um... You forgot to say Swan Song. Oh, I forgot to say Swan Song. My apologize.
1: Yeah. So, so this is like I guess an expansion, a standalone expansion, because Vampire Masquerade already came out for Switch. Yep. Uh, I think in what September or October or something like that. Yep. So oh. yeah, this is a a standalone sequel expansion thing, and it takes place in Boston. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. We, we we're we're familiar with Boston. A little. Um well if you had let me read the rest of what I was gonna read, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song is coming to EGS PS five, Xbox Series X PS4. Can we stop with all these things? Xbox One and Switch in twenty twenty one. What is the EGS? <laughs> I don't know. That? I have no idea. <laughs> EGS. That's not Stadia, no, is it? Google Stadia? Why would it be EGS?
1: It Electronic be
0: just... Google Stadia? I have no idea. EGS. That is weird. Maybe they're making Flash games as well? I have no... I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever whatever EGS is... You're seeing that too, right? I'm not like... I have no clue. Okay, well, it's coming there. Have fun. You'll have to.
1: EGS. Some some platform you never heard of. Even if it was Google Stadium, some platform we never heard of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. Next, the original Shantae and Shantae Risky's Revenge are coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, do we have a time? No. Uh, you asked for it. You got it. The original GBC Shantae. Will be returning as a reproduction cart from Limited Run Games. Available to pre order this September. Additionally, the game will be coming to the Switch both physically and digitally. And then also backed by popular demand, Shantae Risky, Risky's Revenge Director's Cut is coming to the Switch and Xbox One digitally this fall. A physical Switch version of this classic adventure um, action adventure is also on the way from Limited Run. Limited run, like I told you, this is they've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, so yeah, this is a uh, kind of a Metroidvania, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, I'm not sure which game was it, or if it if it was right from the very start. It was, there was a lot of transformation type stuff that you could do with Shantae, where she um But I'm not sure which which games it was. I think the original one, one of the unique things it had was that you can hop. To the foreground or to the background of the environment. So think of it like Metroid, but it was not only was it a side scroller, but it had depth. Depth, yeah, depth. So you could hop into the background or or go, continue in the foreground. Uh, it had that kind of element in in there from the start. I don't I don't think it ever carried over that type of mechanic to sequels, or or at least the modern day Shantae definitely doesn't have that
0: stuff. No, from I what I think, can remember, so. I don't think it does either.
1: But they're all they're all fantastic. Metroidvania's. Cool. I don't think there's ever been like a bad Shantae game. I
0: I honestly I've never I've never played them so I I wouldn't even know. Mm. Sorry, you'll have to forgive me. I'm moving, moving an article, little little uh one I forgot right. to move.
1: <laughs> Are we moving on to the very next one then? I can um, cover the
0: next one. Yeah,
1: sure. Jump in. Jump in. So, Banner of the Maid set to release for PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch on August 12th. Yeah, so, we,
0: we had, we had yeah. talked about this, where um, yeah, we the, just didn't have a day. It's like the Fire Emblem meets French Revolution.
1: hmm And anime, which is also Fire Emblem. So, yeah, Fire Emblem and the French Revolution. Uh, <laughs> the bloody French Revolution had a baby, and this is the game. It looks really cool. You have like riflemen and stuff like that shooting at each other. It's weird. It's kinda a quirky. uh, I'm down as long as it it does well. You know, it's it's strategy RPG and French Revolution with anime.
0: It's it's priced fairly cheap. I I don't know for whatever reason I thought it would be a little bit more. Um it's priced at sixteen ninety nine, so yeah, seventeen bucks. Yeah. Not not too bad. Yeah, not Uh, too bad. And who makes that is... Uh, Alright, so CE Asia. Excellent. So yeah, that's a little, little update there. And Monster Ranch... Monster Rancher 2 is getting ported to the Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android in Japan this fall. Such a weird one. <laughs> why, why is it weird? Uh, there's been
1: a lot of Monster Rancher games, and they picked Monster Rancher 2... Instead of like one or one of the newer ones, they picked two, and two's not bad. It it definitely it's definitely better than one, but it's not the best of the Monster Rancher games. So it's just weird. Also, uh, last I checked, the Nintendo Switch doesn't have a CD-ROM drive. Um, are you sure about Pre- that? I'm pretty sure that you can't pop a CD onto your Nintendo switch. I don't believe me wonder how this works because monster rancher was known for taking a CD, any CD, popping it into the system. It reads that CD. And based on the data on that CD, it spawns a monster
0: for you unique to that CD. That is, I never, honestly, I never even knew about that. I I was, I've never even played the monster rancher games.
1: The monster rancher games are actually they're they're not like spectacularly great, but they're they're like fun. They're they're just weird, quirky, very fun stuff. It's the um the Tama Tamagotchi yep. RPG. Okay. Cause because you get your monsters, you have like this little ranch, and you can get a few different monsters, and you're raising them, and you have to like feed them and you have to train them. So you have to take
0: care of your monsters, and no. then you fight them I'm out and they level up, they get stronger. No, nope. You're out? Really? I'm out. I have two kids. I'm already doing this. I have, I have three dogs. I'm already doing this stuff. I don't need to do it in a video game. Get out of it's here. Fun. It's fun. It's not fun. I'm doing <laughs> it for real. It's not fun. It's not fun all the time.
1: You, you wouldn't want to train your little monster and you can get like weird monsters I, too. I am
0: training five monsters in my house. Oh, Oh! wow. Jeez, and, my, and my wife is training me very well might I add
1: <laughs> alright
0: just like the first monster on support monster ranch report generating monsters through CDs is substituted with an online CD title database the Nintendo Switch version will uh, will also still support a single Joy-Con control uh, for local versus um, so I guess there's just some online CD database that it's grabbing monsters from
1: yeah It. it's Silly that they're doing that, but uh, it'd be interesting if that CD database matched what actually happened when you, because there were certain CDs, like music albums, that would guarantee you certain monsters. Oh. So, and people would share this information. And they'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> did you know that the Michael Jackson's Thriller album gave you this monster?" Stuff like that, like weird stuff like that would would happen. And then, lo and behold, if you pop in Thriller, boom, you got a Zombie, whatever. Well, that
0: makes sense.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm making up the zombie thing, but... <laughs> but it
0: makes sense,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was cool stuff like that.
0: Right, right. But yeah. now you
1: just look it up on a database, so you it's kind of like cheating now.
0: Well, I don't. It's maybe that maybe that's just done behind the scenes. So uh, in uh, essence, it just becomes like Pokemon, or just kind of randomized monster shows up or whatever.
1: Well, but, but if it's randomized, then that kind of ruins the, the discovery and fun part of it. Right. But if it's if it's just a list that you get to select from, at that point, you just pick the
0: best ones. You would think. Yeah. Game is broken already. Yeah. All right. And a little, an- another update to a game that we have uh, previously mentioned. RPG Maker MV um, has a console release date, and it's September 18th. So pretty soon we'll be able to make our own RPGs. Now, there actually is another um, RPG game maker on the Switch. And what I mean by that, it's not RPG maker. It's called Fuse 4. Um, and Fuse 4 can be used to create a lot of different games. But RPGs are ones that you can create on that as well. So, But this one's obviously a little more streamlined and specific for RPGs. So we'll be getting that. And it's been delayed and late. This is like Japan has already had this for I think over a year. They've they've had this I'm sorry, I said September 18th. North America is September eighth. And then Europe is getting it delayed on the September eleventh. And then Oceania, September 18th. So it's a weird kind of staggered release there. But yeah, this has been like I said, I think Japan's had this for quite a while. And for whatever whatever reason, the um we're all getting it here uh westward. So more limited-run games. Holy cow. Like I said, there. Some of them are dupes,
1: uh, but they're the ones that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia 7, which is coming out later on this month, on the 28th. It'll be available on the eShop. Uh, and then here's a big one. Grandia HD Collection. Yeah. And that yep. comes out on August 7th which is right around the corner, basically uh, a little less than a month away. That has me excited, because that is a nice, meaty JRPG ramp. Um, So that's gonna be some interesting stuff. Uh, The other one that we haven't mentioned yet is Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, is going to be getting a physical release through limited runs, so that's very interesting, because that game actually, I know I poo-pooed it earlier, but then the reviews came out, (laughs) proved me wrong. Did really well. Yeah, the game is great score-wise. I haven't played it yet, but score-wise, it's really good. And it's actually more, more like the original Paper Mario's one and two than the current Paper Mario <laughs> that
0: we're releasing. We will definitely get to that, but this <laughs> might be the pop, the Paper Mario to get. Uh, Bug yeah. Fables. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Bug Fables does not have a date uh, quite yet, but um. I mean, if you're not into the physical thing, I would recommend getting that game. Um, lots of other people are are recommending it. Uh so just for example, rpgsite.net has it uh 9 out of 10. Sure. And but and the uh, Grandia
1: I've, 1 and 2 stuff, that that HD collection, that's going to be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. See, my experience yeah. with Grandia is not so good. Um the ports for PlayStation uh we're not so good, so what do you mean? The port for PlayStation? Um, I think there was, uh, I think one of them was, wasn't one of them originally released somewhere else, another console. I'd have to look up the history. I think one of them was on Sega CD or something to that effect. Uh,
1: Dreamcast was that's, Grandia
0: 2. That, that's it. Um, but apparently, that's the version to play.
1: Yeah, the Dreamcast one is the version of play. The PS2 version of Grandia 2, uh, so I'm looking at the scores right now. Grandia, okay. the first one, 89 on Metacritic. So solid game, like mm-hmm. fantastic game. Grandia 2 on Dreamcast, 90 yeah. on Metacritic. Excellent game. <clears throat> Grandia 2 on the PS2 is a 71. Yeah, That's, that's- a big drop.
0: That's the version I got. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, that explains it. And then Grandia Three is where things aren't so great. Um, it's a seventy-seven, not bad at all. It's still a really good game, but it's a far cry from Grandia One and Two.
0: Sure. Yep. Oh, but that man. doesn't matter
1: to me because you know a Grandia One and Two collection, as long as it's the proper collection, I'm down.
0: Yeah, and from what I gather, it's it's the it's the proper collection. So. I haven't oh, played it, them myself.
1: It's a port of the PC game. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but it's a port of the PC game.
0: Do that I'm assuming you will.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. All right. Cool. Um. Next we have Crosscode. Crosscode is actually available now. This has been on PC for a while. We finally have it on the Switch. Yeah. And, um. From what I hear out there people playing it it's pretty good pretty dang good it also has a physical release by strictly limited games um i think i mentioned this a while back i was kind of on the fence maybe for getting it i'm getting it i don't know when i'm getting it because this is a uk based um physical kind of place so i don't know when i'm gonna get it I did want to get it digitally just because I want to play it, but I just can't double dip into it that much. So, yeah, Cross Code is out now. Get it. Yeah. And just if people are wondering,
1: the average score on Open Critic is 85, and that's with 32 critic reviews. So, you, that's. You broke up there. What reviews. is it? 81? 80 An 85. 85. On right. Open Critic, and that's with 32 reviews. So, that's, that's solid. Cool
0: yeah pretty pretty good all right next we have uh minecraft dungeons uh got they uh their first part of their d l c uh jungle awakens expansion is out now along with some free stuff so we can fight through three new missions battle a battle the leap leaf and whisper I don't know what that means, but they got some new weapons armors, and artifacts so some new stuff. I will probably have to get in on that. So again, how much at- is the uh, dungeon? Uh, this one here. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be uh, two DLCs. I think it was fifteen dollars. Oh okay. I think I'd have. I'd have to look it up. Maybe. Uh, I don't see a link on here. Okay. Yeah, I think it was about fifty fifteen dollars.
1: Yeah, they they don't have the price of that. They're just yeah. mentioning some of the new. Free content that's coming along with that first DLC,
0: right? Uh, but there that's are going to cool. be there are going to be two DLC drops, and I think you can get them together or separately, however you wanted them.
1: Yeah, it, it's good that because uh, one of the shortcomings of that game was that it was literally short. Yeah,
0: it, uh, it was very very short. I mean, you can certainly replay it, but man, it is it is rather short. Like my kids already played it, beat it, and have moved on. To playing other things, uh, maybe this will give us a different, more incentive. Uh, so new gear: we have battle staff, dual crossbows. Ah, that's pretty cool. Uh, plus two unique versions of each of them, and then we have new threat per uh, threat level per difficulty. So we have higher powered gear, new challenges, new end game stuff, um, and then a different map also. So we have the jungle, the jungle away- awakens map, and then we have the lower temple. So kind of a free Free quotations uh, map That that is silly, by the way. What me putting double it? crossbows <laughs> that's awesome. How do you load them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's <what I'm> wondering. <laughs> oh, magic! Man. That's how uh, Minecraft magic. All right, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition gets a new patch 1.1.2 yep. fixes. What does it fix? We got New Game Plus Affinity Coin Underflow. I don't know. That,
1: um, that sounds like a bug. So yeah. underflow, uh, that's interesting. So maybe there was a potential to like go into I, negative coins? I don't know. I don't know. That That's weird. But I guess your affinity coins or the amount of affinity coins that you could get or carry over, if they could carry over, uh, or what have you, there was some sort of bug with that. They fixed it. Yep. They uh, also kind of allowed some of the tutorial pop-ups to no longer, uh, pop up anymore. You can configure it to turn it off if you want.
0: Yeah. That's those are, it. those are getting rather annoying. Yep.
1: Uh, and a lot of other like bug or minor tweak fixes, uh, like inconsistency with auto attacking, uh, and delaying the audio auto attack. Yeah. Uh, There was a, here's a big one though. Fixing a soft lock, that's a major issue. So if you were to fall off a certain cliff before a vision occurs, the game would go into a soft lock. And a soft lock is basically the game is still running. You can move around, but you cannot progress whatsoever. That's what a soft lock is. Hard lock is when the game like literally freezes or crashes, shuts down. That's a hard lock. So Mm -hmm. soft locks are equally as bad. I got into a soft lock in, I mentioned this before, uh, Metroid other M, I ran into the soft lock issue where I could not progress. I could still like run around the world, but one door that was supposed to be open would never open for me. So soft locks suck um, because you don't know that you're in a soft lock. It takes time to realize you're in a soft mm. lock. That's terrible. Rather than you know the game crashing on you, then you're like, oh, it crashed. boom, oh, there we go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's some other fixes like uh, an issue with uh, skipping to Tefer Cave. Uh let's see, fix some unique running away, some unique so the unique monsters. Uh some of them could run away from you too easily, so they reduce that. And some cutscene and and graphical effects issues they also fix during cutscenes. Thank you. Yeah. So Cool. Further refinement of a very well refined game.
0: Yeah. So far I'm I'm enjoying. It. I think I'm twenty five hours in. I don't think I've scratched the surface on that game yet.
1: What, uh, what Barty pot are you in?
0: Barty pot?
1: Yeah, body part.
0: Oh, um, I'm going to the, the, the top of the head, but like, I'm pretty dang close.
1: Are you on the back?
0: Yeah. So, you're in the
1: jungle area.
0: I just met the Nopons.
1: Yep. So, did you go into the big tree? Yep. So, you're in the Nopon village. Yep, I'm just just getting out of there though. The no pond city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in the jungle. So you're already past like the major like waterfall area where there's just that vista's incredible. Yeah, there's a, yeah there's a lot of vistas there. And you have you now have uh, Ricky, mm, right? Yeah. You don't like him? No, I don't. Told you, I don't like no ponds. And you should have um, Melia now, right? Cool. Might,
0: might have to start using her more.
1: And you met uh, up with Alvis. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You're playing cool. through it again?
1: No. Nah.
0: nah. All right. I already played through it twice.
1: I am going to play through the DLC stuff, though. The, yeah. the extra prologue stuff.
0: Sure, sure. That makes, that makes sense, right? Yeah. All right, I'm cool.
1: Definitely
0: go that, so. Nice. Yep. On to some more newsy stuff Devolver Digital. They, they're having a direct tomorrow, the 11th. I'm so excited. Hopefully, um, you guys hear this before then. If not, you'll you'll already have known what's, what, what's going to uh, include. But yeah, uh, what do you... It's going to be wacky. You know it's going to be wacky, right? That's yeah. just what they yeah. do. They're I just, expect blood and just
1: un- inexplicable gore. Just unnecessary, right? Yes, and uh, heavy, heavy sort of commentary on... Uh, things that are occurring relating to the gaming industry, like like uh, bad practices of the gaming industry, although there haven't been too many this year. Uh, so maybe they might incorporate some COVID subject matter and and do some satire on that. Yeah. But it's gonna be pure satire. Whatever it is that they do, it's gonna be satire. And as long as they keep uh, that lady, I forget her I forget her character name, You're as right, long as right. she's doing it. Still, I'm (laughs) all in. I love it. She was great. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be the best non-E3, E3 E3 presentation we're going to get.
0: Now, I know it's happening July 11th. Does it have a time on there? Let me see. Yes,
1: Uh, 12 p.m. Pacific, so it'll be 3 o'clock our time.
0: Yeah, do do your own maths, all right? Do your own maths for your own time time, zones.
1: We are on the Eastern time zone.
0: Cool. Thank you for that, because it would have taken me an abacus – as well as a, te- a Texas Instruments uh, scientific calculator just to figure that out, because I am not so smart when it comes to time zones.
1: It was also listed on the article.
0: Oh, stop it, you. All right, <laughs> next we have Ubisoft Forward Digital Event Teaser Trailer. Um, and this is an event scheduled for the 12th, um, yeah. which and, and it also has the times laid out for me, for people like me, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, and then 8 p.m. BST which is British. British. I knew that. I was just <laughs> testing you. Um so the teaser trailer which can view which I can I can view below you guys can't. Um features Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla which has already been leaked. Uh yeah. <laughs> Hyper, Hyperscape and more. So we all know what the and more is. Well, here's the thing though, like they pretty much tease everything. <laughs> like what's the Hell point? They do. Oh, they teased Gods them. and monsters. They don't have it listed here. That's the end. More Gods and Monsters, you of think? Of course it is, yeah. I there was so. leaks earlier this year. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Not too long ago there were leaks about Gods and Monsters. Of course they're gonna show it during their E3 presentation. <laughs> their their non E3 E three showcase. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Now didn't they and,
0: also didn't they also but, say they were changing the name of that or or am I misremembering they might. that? I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because Gods
1: and Monsters it it's a cool name. It would work, but if they change it, that's fine too.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling uh, they're they're gonna change the name. I'm, I I thought I saw that somewhere. And you know what I'm thinking they're gonna have?
1: What? Some sort of another collab- Nintendo collaboration thing. Yeah. It's gonna happen. They they they've been on a hot streak, right? So, the so Mario rabbits. Yep. The the Starlink Battle for Star Fox.
0: Maybe it'll be a Mario plus Ravage too, or something like that. Or do you it think it'll be something something different, something new?
1: Uh well, let's see. There, they could. So now, now that they have two games under their belt, they can kind of just take those two existing ones and expand, right? Do sequels yep. or expand, take the the engine for those and expand upon it with something. So they could, I think what they would do, because Mario plus Rapids was a success, that becomes a sequel. And mm-hmm. I think uh, next year's E3, we'll learn about a the spiritual successor, non-sequel to Because They're not gonna do another Starlink Battle for Nicholas. But what I think they will do, is Nintendo will give them free reign on the Star Fox franchise, and they'll just leverage the Starlink Battle for Atlas engine and what they have there and just right. go full-blown Star Fox.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like they could take Starlink and just make it a Star Fox game. I mean, they... Yeah, Starlink is nothing. It, it probably sold the best
1: on the Switch because right. of the Star Fox tie
0: Right. I, I mean, I have it. I haven't even played it. And I have it just because of the, the Star Fox tie um, do, do you have the wing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like Star Fox, but I knew that this was going to be a thing, you know? Oh, man. All right. Then, uh, next, we have Nintendo Presidente has apologized for Joy-Con issues. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for... <laughs> um, and, and I think you had mentioned this. He, he's probably under... um, He's probably under something where he can't say... Oh, he he is, yeah. Yeah.
1: He actually says it in the statement. There's uh, while some along the lines of they can't mention anything further because they're currently under court. Um, there there's some disputed legal issues that are that are currently in dispute. So until that resolves, they kind of can't say anything further because they would, they would kind of like they're trying to fight off like right, lawsuits. So they can't really say yes, we made a problem. We. We were aware of this issue. Where we apologize for it. They can't say that, right? Yeah. I they mean, would, all the lawsuits would be correct.
0: I mean, they did the good thing, right, with just kind of, all right, bring them, send them to us, we'll repair them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is that is the good thing, but just ha- not having these issues at all would be the best thing.
1: It would. Yeah, it absolutely would.
0: All right, and now we have uh, Nintendo will continue the directs, but could switch things up a little further into the future what does that mean
1: uh, Nintendo doing Nintendo stuff I switching hope... things up in the future I hope it's not the more live treehouse live stuff
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. um again we'll get back to that in a little while uh, yes I, I agree because that was awkward awkward not so good I, I think yeah. the fact that they had to do everything remotely just compounded on the awkwardness
1: yeah I, but, I guess they were all in, like, very different regions. <laughs> yeah,
0: like yeah, there was a lot of delay, and yeah, it was just bad. Um, yeah. But maybe it'll be more Treehouse events, maybe it'll be something where they just get really into, like, like game-specific Directs, they'll just do that. Um, but I kind of like the Nintendo Direct thing, I, I just, I really wish they wouldn't get away from that.
1: I, I'm with you. Cause it's clear, concise, and it's taking a whole lot of information and condensing it in a very pleasurable, efficient manner. Right. It's High quality production. Mm-hmm. It's also well edited, well put together. It doesn't waste your time, but it gives you a good amount of a lot of stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and there's there's no big giant production needed for it. it essentially. Is- it's just kind of trailers on trailers you know Yeah, as, and, as...
1: and they sequence it in a way where they they can pace it mm-hmm. where they will have like major announcement at the beginning major announcement at the end and then they can kind of like change the pacing on things right slow things down speed things up right when they do those rapid fire tra- uh, trailers those right. like 10 seconds here's a game 10 seconds here's a game kind of thing right. and then they'll and you know, in the middle, they might spend time like doing like a five-minute presentation on one game, or sometimes we've had you know those longer five, ten-minute long presentations on a single game towards the very end. But then they would still end things with here's here's the one more what, thing, one more thing, yeah. And yeah. They it, you,
0: with uh, Wind Waker, like, or not Wind Waker, um, uh, Link's Awakening. And I would even like even like the indie game ones that they do. Like, wh- yeah. why not? Uh, so here's where we're getting the information president uh furukawa says that after the cancellation of e3 there are no plans for large industry events for a long time being and nintendo doesn't plan to make its own large events they will work bring in uh work to bring announcements and news in other ways for the time being nintendo believes nintendo directs are an especially effective means of conveying new game content and announcements to fans however more effective means may become available in the future, and they may consider what is best. What is the best way to bring new information to fans. I don't know. I, I really do like the Direct, and like you had mentioned, it's really concise to the point. There's no big production. There's no snafus. It all makes sense. And, I don't know. I, I think the only thing that they, that
1: they could do as a new thing that I would, I would feel is going to be very beneficial is if they include demos or limited-time demos of games that aren't out yet, kind of like um, still in development, right? Yep. Still in progress development type games, the games that aren't released yet, but you can play a short, limited demo like, like I just did on Steam, you know, a couple weeks ago, right? Do something like that for the Switch, yeah. like a preview. Uh, other than that, from the statement from Fu, uh, Furukawa... It just seems like it's business as usual, but we want to have the flexibility of changing things up if we need to. So right. that's how I see it.
0: Yeah. I guess it's uh, new times now, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. What? what happened to this one? Oh, we I, the- I,
1: I, I did not see it. We can t- go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. So Nintendo was asked during its... A lot of this information, by the way, came out during uh, a shareholder meeting, Uh, and one of the people, so a bunch of shareholders will kind of hop on the phone line or whatever, and they'll ask uh, the board of directors and the Nintendo president a bunch of different questions. One of the questions was kind of like their opinion on the current uh, form factor and sort of home console hybrid whatever just just what's the next console what's the next hardware that nintendo is going to release in my hardware typically they would phrase it in like gaming platform like major gaming platform so we're not talking like uh a another nintendo watch type thing we're talking like another game boy another switch another wii stuff like that big big giant gaming things, and according to Nintendo's answer, which I'm not going to really mention because it is a bit longer of an explanation, and it's an explanation that's de- uh, delivered by two different uh, chair members of Nintendo, one from the present, one, one from uh, um, executive, uh, a senior executive officer. Um, so they they both shared their own details on it, but basically, what they said is they believe that the this hybrid apo- approach that the switch does is going to be more likely than not the the what they prefer to go with moving forward. That's what it seems like to me, according to their statement and what they said. And it, a lot of what they said was they're kind of explaining like, hey, here's the switch. It was successful. We believe it's successful because we were able to now develop for a single platform. And it offered uh, this flexibility of being portable for users when they needed it to be portable, being on the TV for when, and they kind of gave this family, uh, this family get together, playing a game together kind of thing. And you can only really do that sort of collective multiplayer experience on TV. You can't really do multiplayer stuff huddled around a handheld type thing. So from Nintendo's eyes, that's how they see the benefit of the home console part of the Switch is multiplayer or getting families together, right? Having it being broadcast on a bigger screen TV uh, rather than a small screen so that multiple people can enjoy the content rather than one person enjoying it personally on their handheld, which is why they have this whole two skew Switch thing uh, where they really wanna hammer home one console per user Via the Switch Lite, but still have the here's where you do your family entertainment, your multiplayer gaming with your friends, your family, your siblings, etc., your partners uh, on the big screen TV, right? So it's kind of like the best, the best of all worlds kind of thing. So right. what I get out of it is kind of a Switch Two is more likely than a Nintendo Revolution Three, whatever.
0: Right, whatever the next alteration is um and yeah it totally totally makes sense this was such a a massive hit for them there's no reason why they should have to stray away from it you know are you happy i didn't skip it on purpose all right i'm good now all right cool 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 cool, cool. all right uh nintendo switch hardware sales have more than doubled in the first half of 2020 now, is this... I, I, I what it's happened. according to... to the UK sales. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, Video Game Chronicles is reporting that Nintendo Switch sales have more than doubled in the first half of 2020. This is part, of the, part due to the UK lockdown, which saw all console manufacturers benefit, but Nintendo came out above its competitors. The arrival of new hardware stock in May also helped fuel the sales. So, again, not surprising as things are kind of opening up a little bit. Uh, that you know we're, we're starting to see the influx of new consoles coming up yeah. so this is kind of and, and, and by doubling this is
1: doubling from what it did last year in the uk granted but it's been out selling what it has the momentum it had uh comparable to last year's and it's been doing it everywhere throughout throughout the entire world so the us it's been selling better so it's been picking up momentum it's been escalating and accelerating uh in a positive way this year compared to last year which was better than what it was the year before right Right. so it is picking up pace it just started its fourth year so it's been three years and a few months of the nintendo switch's life cycle and it's still picking up speed selling at a better rate now, I think a lot of its success is due to this whole lockdown thing. The Switch has been kind of like a godsend when it comes to that. It's been just perfect for home lockdown, quarantine, uh, martial law stuff. It's like the perfect little device to have during right. these times.
0: Right, right. That's Yeah, that's insane that they're... They've doubled, and what's been about maybe, so most of lockdowns happened, what, in maybe March-ish, maybe?
1: Uh, it depends on where, but yeah, most of
0: them came out right around March. Yeah, so and ultimately what's been maybe like two or three months, right, of sales, I guess you could say, because otherwise, other than that, sales were pretty hard to come by, so that's, that's pretty impressive. Well, it's been almost four months now. Okay, it's still missing two months and it's doubled?
1: Well, no, no, I'm not saying that it's missing months. I'm saying that because of those lockdowns, it actually sold more.
0: Right. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? I think that's Yeah, it is.
1: it is. Absolutely, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to me because, like I said, it it's kind of like the best device that you want to have mm-hmm. during this type of situation. And key software, like Animal Crossing, has been just the the savior for a lot of people during during quarantine lockdown stuff, right? Everyone's been playing Animal Crossing and are continuing to play Animal Crossing. Uh, it has the whole multiplayer thing to it. It's a very social uh, oriented game, and you kind of take a lot of what you play in Animal Crossing and take it onto social media. To sort of share with others in numerous ways, right? I have apples. Do you have pears? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my... Uh, what, what's that vegetable?
0: Uh, lemons. There's no. That, that's a fruit.
1: It's the one you sell on the on the stock
0: market. Cor- cor- corn? Uh, turnips. 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 Oh.
1: <laughs> my turnip prices for this day is such and such. And What's your turnip price? Oh, mine's <laughs> 600 bells per turn-up. It's like oh, 600
0: oh, my God. that just shows you how like out of touch of animal crossing I actually am It's
1: all right It's not <laughs> your game And,
0: and you that's okay. And you had to like I said no animal crossing today and you had to open your mouth Well you, even Nintendo said that Animal Crossing was okay. a major
1: part of their success for Switch escalating Switch sales no it's way. the best. It is now the best-selling Switch game in Japan. Hey, I don't want to hear. It, it has been, has been for a while, by the way, and by a landslide. Mm. Are you done? It has. It's getting close to selling still more not. than
0: two million more than Smash Brothers Ultimate. He's still not. Are you done? Are you done now? I'm done. Right, okay, cool, cool. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to read this next article because there's so many double negatives and positives here. I don't, I don't even know. I'm so confused. Uh, Update, not true. Rumor, (laughs) Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 voice actors claim their work is finished. So, reading that, right, I don't even know what what to believe. What's going on here? It's not true. Okay, so their work is done or not done? So, originally,
1: there was uh, a rumor that the voice actors finished their voice acting work for Breath of the Wild 2, Turns out that was investigated by various places like Game Explain, and they found out, lo and behold, it's not true. Not true. That's a rumor. So,
0: so the potential for them getting it done or done for this year, not happening.
1: I uh, well, voice acting is one of the last things that, and <clears throat> it's one of the the things that you can delay until the end to get done. Right. So. And it's this is a Zelda game, so we're not expecting a a whole lot of voice acting. Link. Half Link. of the voice acting you can kind of keep, right? How many? How much of the voice acting is? Eh, he, eh, Link. Hey, listen.
0: <laughs> Maybe they'll bring back exactly. Navi. <laughs> Nintendo
1: probably has like the biggest, you know, uh, database of like grunts and And weird fairy sounds and annoying uh, <laughs> annoying bells and whatnot.:
0: No grunt shall be the same. We will have a grunt for everything.
1: this <laughs> is this is link grunting at the age of seven yes. at the age of eight,
0: at the age of nine. We will have every grunt possible. Every grunt. This is baby link. <laughs> Whoa. Not- Not bad, not bad. (laughs) All right. Capcom is planning Monster Hunter targeted to middle to high school kids, like PSP entries did. What are they talking about here? PSP is a handheld. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Switch is a handheld.
1: Oh. And the PSP engine of Monster Hunter games is not the Monster Hunter World engine. No. And the last Monster Hunter to release on the Switch was Monster Hunter 4 Generations, or Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Uh, and that is kind of like an improved version of the PSP engine. It, it's basically the very first Monster Hunter engine that uh-huh. has been refined for many, many years and has been improved upon, but it is kind of the same old clunky engine. Uh, so it seems like they're going to use that engine to make another Monster Hunter game. And if they if they want it to be on a portable device, I don't know where they're going to put it other than the Switch.
0: I mean, I have seen some recent PSP releases, haven't there been? No. Are they is that dead dead? That's dead dead. All right. So here's here's the tweet. Someone published some of the Q and A from a from the Capcom IR meeting on their blog. Apparently, uh, question number one: Monster Hunter World on Switch, and they answer: No plans. Uh next question any monster hunter game targeted to middle to high school kids like when it was on PSP it seems like a weird question to ask by the way um and they say yes we have dev plans for a MH game monster hunter game uh like that yeah. so yeah
1: cool so this is this is a and what falls in line with that category is the monster hunter that i really love and by the way i love monster hunter world that's a great game uh but the monster hunter is that that I started off with, Monster Hunter Tri, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U. I have Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS, uh, but I didn't like the handheld versions because it's crampy, small, yeah. and the graphics aren't all that great. But Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U especially, I think was a great game. And hmm. Monster Hunter, even though Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is on the Switch, which is a better console than the Wii U, it was running... On 3ds, assets.
0: Yeah, it so, did, not, did not look good in my opinion. Yeah, anyway,
1: it, it was a step down from Three Ultimate. Yeah. So if they were to make a Monster Hunter game from the ground up, but using this this older engine design, uh, I would I would assume it would should it could be as good as Three Ultimate or better, mm-hmm. fidelity wise, graphical wise, and if it is. I am totally on board. Okay. Although I would prefer to have Monster Hunter World brought to the Switch in some form. But Wait. if we're not getting that, if it's 3 Ultimate or better, um, I would definitely pick it up.
0: Yep, they say it ain't happening, so uh, we ain't getting no Monster Hunter World. Yeah. It's too bad. All right, Square Enix back in the news. Um, apparently they're going to be holding some sort of an event around July to August. That's really what they're saying. So uh, some, some ballpark. Yeah, so they had a stockholder's meeting, along with a lot of other Japanese companies. They all kind of do it around this time. Uh, normally, you would announce new games at E3, but how has coronavirus affected uh, your plans this year? The answer, we would normally announce new games at E3, yes. Uh, we had planned to have a press conference as a replacement event, but we were unable to do so since assets were not complete. We'll also be announcing new titles individually as time permits. Several will be, uh, several will debut around July to August. So they're still, they're still not going to have some sort of big event, uh, like uh, the next topic we'll be talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're not going to have some big event. They're just going to kind of drop their titles, essentially, uh, trailers.
1: And, and, and just so people realize, this isn't because e3 was canceled the reason why everyone is so scattered in big holistic events are it it almost seems like we should be having these already just because e3 was canceled doesn't mean that you know uh, nintendo's direct needed to be delayed it's been delayed it seems like it's 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 been delayed effectively by a month and it still hasn't happened Mm -hmm. so where is that nintendo that e3 nintendo direct right here's what's happening across the entire industry. The whole lockdown Corona stuff is the re- the reason for this. It has disrupted development of everything. Oh, of course, some by little, some by a lot, and it's chaotic. And because it is affecting some, some studios, some companies more so than others in different places, it could be the marketing people that get affected, or it could be the development team that gets affected or publishing it. it it's all over the place it's ad hoc and because it's unpredictable as to the amount of impact that that has occurred yeah these bigger holistic presentations are less viable because one company or one development team or one game from multiple games of of a single single publisher umbrella could be done but the other four or five games are not done and not ready to show. Mm -hmm. And they might just decide, we don't know when those are going to be ready to show and just show that one. Right. Right. Yeah. So this, this is the unfortunate downfall, not because of the downfall of E3 canceling. This is the downfall because of the whole lockdown.
0: Well, E3 essentially canceled because of the lockdown. It did, but
1: I don't want, I don't want people to, to associate the cause of E3 being the cause for this no. disruption, this scattering of announcements. This is the, the reason why it seems very random and no one can peg a definitive time until like days or weeks before they actually do the time. Usually we would have these locked in months mm-hmm. ago. Uh, the reason why is because of the lockdown. It's, it's caused yeah. minor and major disruptions
0: throughout. And you're seeing that with even with game, not even games after announcement, though, um, Cyberpunk, for example, has been delayed quite a few times, and you've seen that with even indie games, where just they just keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And then, obviously, with people not being able to work closely together, this is kind of what happens. Yeah, the next year
1: to year and a half of gaming and new game announcements, uh, I expect to be disappointed
0: a whole lot. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately. Already, I'm already there. Yeah. I'm already there. Um, All right, so this is another follow-up to a previous thing that we discussed on a different episode. Uh, The World Ends With You was trademarked. I don't know if you all remember that. It's been trademarked because there's going to be an animation. Uh, It's going to be an anime in 2021. Woo! All right, moving on. (laughs) Um, I I think that game, though, in all honesty, lends itself really well to being an animation on uh, animated yeah, series. Yeah, so it,
1: it could, But if it, if it does, it's going to be just another run-of-the-mill anime. You don't know that. It's going to be a run-of-the-mill high school-esque anime with some light fantasy elements. The light fantasy is that everyone's dead. And you are just spirits. That's not a spoiler because that's literally what happens at the very start of the game. You die. You die. You die and you're in the afterlife. And the whole reason why you're doing all the things you can, you're doing is to resurrect yourself. That's yeah. it. Mm. That, that's like first 10 minutes of the game. You, you've ruined it for everybody. Yeah, Sorry if you haven't played a game that is like
0: over 10 years old. You awesome had, game, by the way. You had time. Everybody had time. Yeah, plenty of time. All
1: right. Uh, Square Enix, last or not the last, uh, Square Enix did trademark something else. Yeah, what is it? Live a live, live alive? Live alive. In Australia. That's a weird place to to So they trademarked that. That was apparently this really I guess it's a sequel to a really old school RPG on the Super Nintendo called Live Alive. Right. Yeah, and and Go ahead. Yeah, so so we're getting I've never even heard of this RPG.
0: I uh, I guess it's I've Japan heard of it. Old- yeah, I I've heard of it, but that's as far as I've gotten. I've never never played it. I'm going to see if I can pull up gameplay of it on YouTube. Yeah, I've I mean I've 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 heard of it. Came out looks like 94. But again, that's as far as I went with it. Uh, it looks like your run of the mill Square Enix Super Nintendo era game. No, not run of the mill. No? Oh, no. Nah. What did I miss? It's weird. Is it weird? Well, oh.
1: all right. I just, I don't know if I magically got to the right spot, but uh, <laughs> the scene I'm looking at, very much an RPG, but there's yes. positioning is a thing. You're moving around on a invisible grid, but you're also, like, fighting a wrestler. And you're, like, doing wrestling moves. You're dealing damage. You got the whole, like, you know, you dealt 44 damage type stuff. Yep. You have a whole bunch of different wrestling moves. Let me fast forward to a different point and see if it's all about wrestling.
0: No, it can't be. Are you looking at the right game? Weird. <laughs> I- I'm looking at gameplay that shows samurai. Oh, my goodness. What is this game? Now you're you're
1: on a racing track, and you're attacking race cars. But I don't know if they're, like, real race cars. I, I don't Are you looking at the right game? Yeah! This game is weird! It's got, like, a tactics combat system to it. I'm so confused. It's an RPG. Okay. Definitely. But then when you go into combat, you have to... There's movement and positioning, so there's some sort of tactical side to it. But also, like... Now... What the heck? Now you're playing as, like, a cave person... Attacking! You have like I guess one of your party members is a gorilla of sorts, and you're attacking <laughs> saber-toothed tigers.
0: I don't know, guys. What is this game? Listeners, if you please, school us on this game. Let us know what's going on. This looks cool, like weird cool. Oh, I'm I'm looking at your wrestler now. Okay, yeah, I am totally not understanding what's happening. Yeah, uh, but. It's been kind of trademarked uh, in Australia I don't know if that's a i don't think it's a re-up like a refresh or anything like that oh, definitely not so the game was never made available outside of Japan. It did however have a virtual console release in june twenty fifteen
1: interesting oh okay, I read that wrong I was thinking that the title was called live Alive. In Australia, that was the game title name. Now I realize (laughs) the the trademark was in the country of Australia. Okay.
0: All right, we're learning things here. Yeah, we're learning.
1: All right, maybe it's not a sequel. I inserted that whole
0: sequel stuff. Oh man. I apologize. That's funny. All right. Could be a remake or just a port. Um, I don't want a port. I'm tired of ports already. So tired of ports. I'm with you. Speaking of ports. (laughs) Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Not a port. (laughs) Remastered edition trailer shows new content. Uh, Looks like we're getting a free demo. Thank you for providing a free demo, by the way. Um, So yeah, they they've provided quite a different thing. So we're releasing a special free Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered edition demo on launch day. I really wish they would have done it earlier, but that's okay. Uh, take on up to 13 dungeons together with your friends with one purchase of the full game. Okay, how does that work? Local.
1: Loco? The the game... So you never played Crystal Chronicles, right? No, no, but... So the game is local four-player uh, playing, but you needed the Game Boy Advance... Uh, you each of you needed your controller was the game boy advance yeah, and you needed yeah, a, yeah. a connection cable to connect to the gamecube in order to play it and you effectively had each of you shared the main screen that's where you're doing most of your combat but the game boy advance was displaying sort of your battle menu and health and items and stuff like that like like Menu stuff or map stuff or status information like how much health you have and how money you have and stuff like that uh, it was completely unnecessary not needed you could easily take that stuff that was on the Game Boy Advance and throw it onto the main screen especially now that screens are even bigger in HD
0: Yep.
1: so it's that's what it's going to be it's going to be four player co-op up to four player co-op just like right. the original but yeah. uh, all on one screen.
0: And it's so. got it's got crossplay compatibility, so you can play iOS, Android, PlayStation Four, and the Switch. So it's yeah, so be-
1: it's it's gonna have the local, and if it has crossplay, then that also assumes that it's non-local multiplayer online.
0: Yeah. Pretty
1: so true. that's a major addition because now you don't have to huddle around one screen to do all of your stuff, and the fact that uh, if you're playing online, you don't have to worry about that second screen information that was in the original to be presented across one single screen. You kind of have multiple screens to share that second screen's worth of information.
0: Right. I'm just confused by this graphic they put up here. Unfortunately, I can't listen to it right now. Um, But it shows an image of the game playing saying paid in the middle. And then it has lines going to it saying free. So the people are playing the games as well as free so does that mean like online friends or is that local co-op only i would assume it's local only
1: i don't know how maybe if you download the demo you can connect to other players purchased game and that's where the free part would come in right that's the only way yes yeah like i I I said
0: i i I, they may be explaining in the video and i can't watch it but yeah it just doesn't Uh, make sense
1: and maybe that's why because uh you won't be able to play your own uh, campaign, your own single-player adventure. You have to wait for your friend to buy it and to start up. And that's kind of how the original game worked, right? Like, it was, I bought the game. All you need to bring to the table is your Game Boy Advance controller. Right. So, uh, but you can see in that video, right? This is how the game plays. It's, you kind of have one person being the the... The driver. Yeah, the driver, but they're they're kind of the ones responsible for moving the chalice crystal thing that kind of sets up where your battle zone is. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of your mule. (laughs) Meanwhile, everyone else is taking care of the enemies and doing the actual fun combat stuff. The game's alright. I would say that this is definitely skippable in so many ways. I... I played through this game in the original form on GameCube with four people playing on their own Game Boy Advances. I did the best possible way of playing the game that the, the game that that Square wanted this game to be played. I already did it. I beat it. It's not that great. <laughs>
0: it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Yeah. Moving on. UK charts. Bravely second and layer. <laughs> For the Nintendo 3DS re-enters charts at number two. Uh, so yeah, number one is the Last of Us part two. Bravely second? What? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we discussed this earlier. We we kinda so the reason why is because the game went on sale on one particular retailer. Uh what was it, Argus? Argus, yeah. Argus. They're selling the game for three pounds, which is 3 to 4 US dollars and then they're selling the special edition for 4 4 Yeah.
0: Or was it 250 pounds? Yeah, it's 2 250 uh pounds uh for yeah. the regular edition and then 3.99 for the special edition. Which is 3 4 bucks
1: UK is like $5 US. Right. This is like and that's the special edition. This is dirt dirt cheap pricing.
0: Yeah. I uh, wish I wish that was here. Yeah. I so would have that, been in on that.
1: That is crazy. I would have, I, d- I don't even want to play the game, but for that kind of price, I would have scooped it up in a heartbeat, especially that collector's edition. Right. So that's weird. That was just this weird, quirky thing. We decided to include it here for whatever reason.
0: <laughs> They're trying to clear the shelves. Anyway, uh, yeah. so Retro Studios hires Call of Duty Black Ops veteran for Metroid Prime 4. Just more top notch people.
1: Going onto the retro studios bandwagon to make Metroid Prime Four, be
0: hyped, be hyped. Yeah, and, and as the article states we are still no closer to finding out when the highly anticipated project will be completed.
1: They are artists; they can take their time.
0: All right, uh, yeah. I hope they. I hope it is a masterpiece. All right, this is the Johnny Hour uh, for Smash Brothers. So this is all you, dude. Alright, so
1: I already discussed some of the stuff that happened on the 8.0 update. Uh, uh, the new fighter, which was Min Min. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, balance, the extensive balance changes that it, that was there. But the one thing I wanted to specifically mention was that there were a bunch of uh, new me costumes that came out, and one of them is Vault Boy. Mm. And you could dress up your me not with like a Vault Boy hat, like you literally look like Volt Boy. It's kind of what they did for um, Cuphead. The the me outfit for Cuphead was basically a full-blown, you look like Cuphead. Now, and that's the same thing for Volt Boy. You look like Volt Boy.
0: Now, was that Cuphead, was that done before or after the actual Cuphead was announced or released?
1: That did is we... a good question. I don't remember. Okay. It was around the time, but it could have been after. Yeah. I'm not not entirely sure though.
0: Okay. I'm not entirely sure. So is this so, what Bethesda's been working on this whole entire time? Is this what cost- I, <laughs> this costume? What I get from this
1: is Fallout. Fallout some version. Three, Vegas, or four, one of those, maybe even seventy six. Uh, no. Maybe. Maybe, because that's the game that they're currently working on. One of these Fallout games is coming to the Switch. That's right. what that's what the screams to me. No way they're putting Vault Boy in Smash Brothers based on the only Fallout game, Fallout Shelter. Is the only Fallout game on Switch. And there's no way that's They're doing it for that reason. It's
0: all we got. And it's free. Go play it.
1: It's not, not- there's gonna be some sort of Bethesda Nintendo. There's something's coming Fallout related.
0: They've been trying to stay out of the limelight here. Bethesda has been so so quiet. They've just been kind of putting away at you know Fallout seventy six. You know just kind of here's an update oh. there. Here's an update here. All that's uh, coming to Switch. And they're all they're just kind of working. They've been working tirelessly on Vault Boy me costume <laughs> <laughs> tirelessly. Fallouts uh, coming
1: to Fallout, get, Switch, man. To get, to
0: get those details switch? right. I don't know, man.
1: What would you pick? What would you pick? What out you of mean? out of Fallout 1, 2, 3, 4, Vegas and 76, what would you pick?
0: It would have to be three, um, because that is the the best one. Um Interesting. I, I would have to say three. Yeah. Not New Vegas? New Vegas is alright. You I, don't think New
1: Vegas is better than three? Maybe. Um, I, 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 th- I think gameplay wise, New Vegas is better in three, but three is the better world I'd rather play. Yeah,
0: in. I think I like the world, and that's really what has me sold. Kind of seeing that post-apocalyptic Washington D.C. Um, you know, re- you know the recognizable monuments, things like that. Um, I love, I I just like like that world better. Uh, New Vegas definitely does some different stuff with uh, the factions. I um, uh, they all they do they both they're both good. Uh, they just do different things, you know? I would actually pick 4. I would not pick 4. I would pick 4.
1: Why? 4 would be the one, because, man, I dumped a whole lot of time into that game, but...
0: I did as well. Never uh, okay. <laughs> I never beat it. I never beat it. That's the reason why. Oh, uh, selfish reasons. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I, I have... I could beat it. I'm like 80 hours in or something like that on Fallout 4. I just mm-hmm. never got around to beating it, so if it came out on Switch, I'd have a very good reason to actually beat it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 4 was okay, and again... Recognizable, uh, because it's it takes place where we kind of live, you know. Um, I don't know, Fallout 4 was okay. Uh, it is definitely the most obviously, it's the most modern looking one.
1: No, 76.
0: Well, they're based off the same engine, so yeah, but 76
1: is a clear improvement from Fallout 4. The lighting engine improvements yeah. that they made on 76 was
0: pretty impressive. Well, I don't want 76. I don't want 76 either. Not at all. Yeah, That's the if, worst one. If I was to get a Bethesda game at all, I actually would want Elder Scrolls Online. I would prefer Elder Scrolls Online over anything else. Shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth.
1: You shut your mouth.
0: I would love don't, it. Don't you wish
1: uh, MMO juju magic on, uh, upon us Switch players. Don't, don't you do that. That's uh, a curse. You're, well, you're going to curse us that, with
0: MMO. That game would instantly be the best MMO on the Switch.
1: Yeah, instantly, yeah.
0: And, and it's it's a really like people love Skyrim on the Switch, and people I don't think people know how much that game is like Skyrim, and it's a lot bigger, a lot more expansive. I know, I know, it had a good, r- it, it had a rough launch. I will say that. I'm is-
1: not saying that the game's not good. I'm saying it's not a good thing to have. A great MMO available to you at the tips of your fingers. Those things, it's like it's like crack.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. It no, is. No, I understand. Yeah. It hits. It hits that uh, you know kind of addictive kind of thing. You know, um, but oh, yeah. but it's it's it the way it's playable though is that I I played it on the Xbox One. I didn't I didn't subscribe at all. There's a lot of free content in there. You don't have to pay for. It. Sure. I didn't pay for anything. I paid for the sure. game. In- I paid for the game initially, um, but other than that, it was it was pretty substantial. What you got for free, essentially. Whatever. Okay, you you obviously you're not into it. I oh. can't I
1: can't do MMOs ever again. Okay. I play I play too many of them.
0: I got gotcha. I
1: subscribe I gotcha. to too many of them. It's just I can't do them ever again. Well, that's no, a, no, no. that's
0: what's great about Elder Scrolls Online. You don't need to subscribe at all. You I played free ones. I played plenty of free MMOs, like the never same thing. With, same thing with Guild Wars, uh, one and two. You right. don't. You don't need a subscription. It can be done. Path of Exile, I,
1: I put into that MMO category of things.
0: Right, and that's a Granted, free you, to play game. Yeah. Granted, you, you can you can pay for some things if you want, but it's just I'm out. I'm out on those. Okay. Just... All right. Fine. Fine. I'll never talk about it again.
1: I will play Path of Exile, too, when that releases, though.
0: If that releases on the Switch. Never.
1: It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to play
0: it on the true ultimate gaming system. Oh, that is PC. Here we go. The PC snob. Um, all right. Japan, top 40 most anticipated games up, uh, voted by Famitsu readers. We got a lot of movement here. A lot of movement. A lot. All right. What's number one?
1: Well... Number one, a little bit of a surprise, because it's not Breath of the Wild 2. Yep. Yeah. That's number two. I don't even think that's a surprise. Well, oh. So number one, and I'm glad that everyone is so hyped for this, like I am, it is Tales of Her Eyes at number one. Yeah.
0: And not only is it number one beating is,
1: Breath of the Wild,
0: right. it's beating it by a lot. It, it is beating by a lot, and that recently got delayed, too. So people yeah. just... People. Uh, delayed to
1: uh, early next year, right? Uh, it was supposed to be this year, but they pushed it back.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Um, I think but, it's a 2021 game now. It might be. Yeah. But yeah, number one is Tales of Arise with 737 votes. Number two with 606 votes is uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, And then number three, this is my surprise, Bravely Default 2. I'm just surprised people are really into uh Bravely Default 2. To be the with you.
1: third... Most anticipated game in Japan right now is Bravely Default two.
0: Right, and then after that we have Ghost of Sh- Tsushima, and then Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I don't expect the Japanese audience to really be into Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, um, but you know it's well, a pretty a big game. That's a testament to Cyberpunk
1: right. the fact that they are that the Japan audience it's their number five pick, mm-hmm. and that they are that aware of a game that of a genre. That is not a Japanese genre, right? Uh, uh, cyber, the sort of cyberpunk genre. That's a that's a Western RPG created experience through and through. Right. It's it's so like off the cuff Western RPG because it's sort of like created from a creation of RPGs. Right? It's like it's like a couple degrees removed from traditional RPG stuff. Right. And that's cyberpunk, and this is the game based on the RPG. So it's and it's Western developed, and Japan is putting it at their number five. That's that's it. to me that's incredible.
0: Right, number five, uh, and then number six, Bayonetta, and then Xenoblade Chronicles is uh, definitive edition is up there. So Why I,
1: get, still up?
0: I, I don't <laughs> so weird. people still want it. I mean, did they get not it. get it yet? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then number eight is uh Tensei 5. Wow. They're holding on for dear life. Yeah. Hoping. yeah,
1: Hoping it comes out.
0: Yeah, they, they kind of leaked that. Not leaked it, but they kind of announced it way too early.
1: Way too early.
0: Yeah. The game, the even, announcement
1: is older than the Switch console itself.
0: Even Bayon- I think the same thing with Bayonetta 3 as well. Is it? Maybe. No,
1: mainnet no. no. of three was towards the end of the first year of the Switch.
0: All right, but well, yeah, some interesting, um, interesting readings there. Tales of Arise. Yeah. I I need to. So that's going to be one of those cross platform, not cross platform, but cross gen game titles for sure. Tales of Arise. Is that number ten. What's the number ten? Well, so number nine is a
1: Level Five game, which they do make a good, decent number of RPGs called Yushiro? Yep. I don't I don't think we've looked into that one. Uh actually I think we did. And it was weird looking and kind of ugly. <laughs> I think it was like an ugly looking game? Yeah, 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 we did. Okay. Number 10, Legend of Heroes. Now, I have no clue what Hajimaru no Kiseki mm-hmm. is. So this I don't know if this is you know, part of Legend of Heroes in existing
0: is that number, series is that the fourth one in the series. I, I'm not entirely sure. I have no clue. Like this could be a, the start
1: of another part of the franchise, another sort of spin-off to the franchise, a new chunk, like a new set of chapters. Right, right, a right. A new trilogy of sorts. Tr- right. Tr- right. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what that what that means. But yeah, it could be. Another set of a trilogy, yeah. And number thirteen. Ah, yes, number thirteen. Now you want to talk about MMOs. Number thirteen, Genshin Impact is a free to play game. Now it's not an MMO though. It's it's not an MMO, but it kind of has that gotcha kind of stuff where you're 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 paying for gems to manufacture this or you know that that sort of mechanic uh that's how they're supporting that game, but I will tell you that that game plays beautifully and it looks beautiful um yeah i i can't I can't wait for that to be on the on the switch when is when it happens
1: uh, is there anything else on this list that you want to call out to
0: uh this is a, this is a long long list, but I mean, like I had said, bravely default at number three really really stuck. Stuck out to me. Stuck out to me. Here, here's a call out. Number
1: all the way down on number twenty eight. some people are cheering this on. We just talked about it. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered, all the way down to number twenty eight. So, good luck to you, Square, for bringing back old games that wasn't even that great to begin with.
0: Well, you might be surprised that it's also at number thirty four. So the twenty eight. Is the Nintendo Switch version, and then thirty-four is the PS4 version.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they don't even list the vote count at that point.
0: No, they just <laughs> they quit on you. <laughs> they quit on you. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, some interesting, interesting stuff there.
1: Oh wow! All right, I think here's the last interesting one. And I'm surprised it's this low. Number thirty-eight, Elden Ring. Oh yeah. The uh, from so- the next from software game. With JRR token, not JRR token.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. George R.R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, except one's really dead and one is kind of dead, not running anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> So that's all that number thirty-eight, which is two away from the end of the list. So that's a little disappointing yeah, that, that Elden sh-
0: is not getting any love. Yeah, that should be a little higher. To yeah, be honest with you. But
1: it only had a trailer reveal. There wasn't even any gameplay reveal, nope. right? So yeah, I think well, maybe,
0: maybe if uh, from software gives us a little something to like chew on, that that'll come on up. Hopefully. All right. All right. Now we're getting yeah. into kind of the we've kind of been leading up to this, right? So hey, this is a new game announcement. I don't know why
1: we didn't put this in that section.
0: I moved it because I wanted to talk about the Treehouse event. Oh, okay. That happened today, and we're gonna we're gonna do the new game announcement first. All right. Yes. The new game announcement. Now everyone was excited about it. Way forward, what are they gonna do? It's gonna be a new Metroid. It's gonna be the Super Metroid remake. It's gonna be some. No, we got none of that. Well, we got
1: a lot of debunking. (laughs) Uh, I Nintendo like like damage control. Oh There was damage control that happened. So here here's what happened. Nintendo's like, hey, uh, we're gonna do a uh, treehouse event for Paper Mario and the Origami King, uh, you know, today. Uh, and afterwards, we're gonna talk about a brand new franchise that's being worked on by the uh, by uh, the people that do. Um, uh, we were just talking Shantae, Shantae and Forward. <laughs> right, and they do a lot of Metroidvanias. They they did the uh, the Mummy Demastered Edition. Uh, which is on Switch. Uh, so they, they do a lot of really good, mostly 2D games. They're pretty solid developers. They've worked on licensed properties and non-licensed uh, original works, their own IPs like Shantae and stuff like that. So solid developer. They're working on something. And then Nintendo, their hype started to build. And Nintendo's like, uh-oh, we can't have this. Hype. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have We have to put the brakes on this. So then Nintendo's like, uh, it's not any of our franchises. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, people were like, Ugh. oh, then it could be, it's probably Castlevania because they work on Metroidvanias a lot. They're fans of that. Maybe it's a, Metro, maybe it's a Castlevania game because we did know it was an IP that, that is new to them to right. work on. And then Nintendo said, it's not any of theirs.
0: Well. Well. What we got was not... Certainly not what I wanted. Uh, I I completely
1: forgot that this even existed as an IP. Alright,
0: so what we got was Bakugan, Champions of Vestroya. Um, Bakugan! If you're not familiar with Bakugan, it is a TCG game. It's a trading card game um, way back... In a a cartoon series. Oh, right. Well, I don't know it as a cartoon series, so... Um, so let me just read the description. It's an all-new action role-playing game with an original story that expands on the hit TV series and brings the Bakugan universe to the Nintendo Switch for the very first time. The adventure takes play- players on the ultimate Bakugan journey as they befriend powerful creatures known as Bakugan. So you can do all sorts of things with these Bakugans. You can have strategic battles, master their skills. Uh, become a champion of Astroya. Players can also play online head-to-head multiplayer. Whoop-de-doo.
1: So in case you're wondering, Bakugan was part of the avalanche of Me Too Pokemon sort of things, right? Pokemon came, Digimon came, Bakugan was another one, and that one definitely ate the dirt pretty early on. Yeah, it was like uh,
0: Bakugan. It was Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh, yep. Yeah, Bay- was Beyblade one of those?
1: Oh, had, th- 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 there, was, there was a <laughs> bunch of them. And the, I think the ones that kind of stood out and sort of ran the distance was Digimon. Obviously, Pokemon. Yeah. Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Those are <laughs> ones that kind of kind of stuck with it. Everything else kind of just died. Some died a little slower than others. Bakugan was one of the ones that definitely died.
0: Uh, not so much anymore. Nope. It's back. Uh, now, here's here's my thing with this, right? It it got the hype, Nintendo tried to downplay it. They really tried hard. Uh, the game looks generic as heck, right? It does not look interesting at all. Um, uh, what I what from what I was hearing, like there was very little going on in terms of ambiance or music or anything like that. It just seemed very generic. Nothing really standing out at all. Uh, nothing. Way like, I don't. I wouldn't see this game in picture way forward. Making this game, uh, because it didn't have it didn't it lacked so much character. It, it didn't it didn't make any sense. And then when they got into battles, right, the battles were even more generic. It seemed like they were on auto auto battle. I I, I didn't get any of that. Like
1: it, it is but, auto battle,
0: right? Okay, so even even worse. So they're they're doing this auto battle thing, and then. You as the player, so like those Bakugan are massive, massive creatures, and they're fighting against each other automatically, and then you're you're running around as a player collecting these little little things to help power up your your attacks. Like, what a dumb dumb mechanic! you're collecting. I
1: actually like the. I like what they have here. They, their execution's bad, but what they had was two. Basically two uh uh what's the word for Godzilla? Gai- uh not um Kaiju. Oh, kaiju, that's it. Yeah. So they got these big giant they're not they're not quite the size of the kaiju, but they're kaiju like, right? Yeah. They're big enough. They're definitely big enough, right? You have these two giant things, right? Your Bakugan and the enemy's Bakugan, fighting against each other. And they're fighting automatically. They're constantly going at each other. Meanwhile you're running around this little tiny, uh, you know, humanoid, uh, you know, one's a kid, uh, another screenshot, it depends on who you're fighting, the trainer or the trainer oh. that you're kind of fighting against, kind of like Pokemon, right? Uh, both of you are running around this arena collecting these energy nodes that you then throw back at your Bakugan in order to, these energy nodes, the way they described it was it works like mana. Right. So... You're throwing the energy at them in order for them to build up mm-hmm. mana in order to activate more of their bigger, intensive cost, resource costing abilities in order to help defeat the other Bakugan. Right. That I like that. How they executed it. The animations were just sluggish, uh, very uh, uh, rigid.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And was like there it was like so basic too. It was like they were kind of like slapping each other every like
0: ten seconds and oh, would slap each other i hate I hate that it looks so st- it. stupid yeah. it was yeah, it can, looked stupid. and can I also say like the people playing it and describing it seemed like they didn't want to do this at all like like they weren't excited, even the, when like they initially started talking about the game. The guy is reading it, so it seemed like he didn't know what he was talking about at all. Like, he had no really, no real part of making the game. And he just did, there was no enthusiasm there throughout the entire thing. I don't know. It was, uh, you know, like, the, the
1: concept of what could happen here could be pulled off really well. Like, if these two giant, you know, giant creatures were fighting each other in a more visceral, vicious way... Like, it doesn't even have to be vicious, just visceral. If, it, if you could feel the right. impact, the blows that they were dealing with one another, if those destructible environments and terrain, and the destruction that they cause would reveal or cover up some of the energy resources that you would then use. Like, it meant their destruction, because they're large and massive, their destruction that they leave in their wake would manipulate the battlefield such that how you collect the resources would then get augmented by their chaos, their destruction. That is cool. That could be a very cool, fun yeah. game mechanic. Right. And, yep. Yep. and if they were animated in a way where it looked like what they were doing was fantastical and interesting, then that would make what you're doing on the ground level interesting. Yeah. But it was The way they executed it just looked awful.
0: Right. Yeah, I think if... If you had that sort of mechanic, it wouldn't look like these kids are running around playing tag essentially um <laughs> like there's no there's like even like the uh, when they're these things are they're just stagnant like there's no movement between like the two Bakugan. they're just kind of just staring at each other like rock 'em sock'em robots and just kinda doing something like every five seconds like yeah, that's terrible yeah. that is terrible I got slower and even more robotic <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they 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 missed the mark on that, and and to like kind of like piggyback it onto like a um, Paper Mario. Ugh, yikes!
1: Yeah, I I don't know why Nintendo would want to show this. I have no. <laughs> idea.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't I know.
1: In line with the target demographic, what Nintendo believes their target audience is for Paper Mario.
0: Yeah, maybe that's some of it, because uh, uh, when we get into discussing Paper Mario, I, I think that's that's a little bit of it. Uh, they didn't want to go too deep. They wanted to keep their target audience, um, maybe at a younger age. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. That's what um, they
1: believe, but what actually happens is
0: Paper Mario is for
1: everyone, and it's especially for old-school Nintendo fans like you and I. Yeah. Because Paper Mario, at least the more recent ones... They refer- the stuff that they reference, I guess from pretty much the entirety of the Paper Mario franchise, they've referenced reading stuff, right? Like in the, in the dialogue and in the story stuff, right? They're referencing stuff that only old school Nintendo fans would get. Right. You're not an old school Nintendo fan when you're, you know, you know not even a teenager.
0: I don't know, man. Um, so that's the part
1: I definitely right, don't.
0: I don't let's let's move on from this yeah. Bakugan, gone. All right, it's Baca gone. Get it on, gone. gone. Yes. What? Absolutely. I'm sorry. If you're into <laughs> this, please, please let me know at the Nerd Basement, Twitter. Let me know because what do you like about it? It just looks absolutely awful. All right. So Nintendo, we got um quite a big, quite a number of things with this um, treehouse, right? So sure. they went into a little bit more detail. With this uh, Paper Mario Ogre King I don't it know I don't know that this was absolutely necessary It wasn't Because they they already had shown us A lot of this Now they did show us right from the Beginning of the game Kind of to I don't know the first They showed us the first like 10-15 minutes of it Yeah Totally and, un- unnecessary
1: they skipped around a bit too
0: Right they showed yeah. off a, a boss battle They showed off some of the Mechanics as to um, what the toads do in terms yep. of, of helping you in battle. They show. Uh, the
1: exploration through the, the world uh, as it was. Uh, so, the exploration part looks to be like the biggest, one of the core pillars of this game. Also, the, um, the combat is very different from other Paper Mario games, pretty much all of them. Yep. Uh It's way more puzzle oriented, and once you sort of figure out the puzzle side, the rest of the combat kind of plays out in a very predictable, non-nuanced kind of way. So it's more about the combat is really more about line, doing the puzzle element to then better to get a better advantage during the combat phase of battles.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah. Here's, bought, so that's weird. Now I've never the only Paper Mario Gate play game i've played is color splash i see a ton of influence of color splash in this game especially when it comes down to when he's throwing the the org of the confetti up in the air and he's kind of revealing certain like just that alone is so very reminiscent of of color splash uh and and for for whatever reason that game is not well i don't say i won't can I say well, not well-liked? Is that, is that correct? It's just, look, any
1: game that isn't the original Paper Mario or especially Thousand Year Door is going to be a disappointment yeah. to Paper Mario fans.
0: gotcha.
1: gotcha. And that's, that's pretty much what it is. And I, w- I was on record multiple times <laughs> since the original announcement <laughs> of The Origami King. I was on record for being on the hype train. And I was on the hype train. It is official, though. I am off the hype train.: That's too pretty bad. much due to this presentation and the previews that have been uh, going out from other places like Game Explain and other podcasts, uh, IGN, etc. So I've been paying attention because I, I was wondering whether this was a return to form or not. Right. And that got answered. I have the answer. Shocker! It's not a return to form. It is not a return to Paper Mario One or Two. This is more a better version of Color Splash.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's more a not. A, it's not a sequel. It's kind of almost a spiritual successor, maybe of, of just Color like Splash. A, it's an evolution. evolution.
1: Well, it's part of the franchise. It is the next iteration of the series, but it's not a sequel storyline-wise, right? It's just like right. how Final Fantasy. One and two are different, right? Mm -hmm. Or Final Fantasy twelve and thirteen are different,
0: right? I mean, there's some cool stuff that was that was packaged in here. um I think I think um kind of the new abilities, like he's got that. What do they call the stretchy arm thing? I forget what they Uh, called it. Thousand fold arms. Yeah, so that kind of helps, and um it's done with motion controls too. So I don't know how that's gonna work.
1: Joy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um so so I had that. Um,
1: seems like such a pointless thing to include. But they: include some, Well, just just that as a mechanic. It doesn't look like it's offering anything that's that's interesting. It right. just seems like a, a mechanic that they're inserting into there for the sake of inserting into there. And the reason why they do stuff like that, because Nintendo knows that they shouldn't do stuff like that either without a good reason or uh, or they if they do include motion controls, that they do it for the good reason for the games that would actually be enhanced by it. Case in point, Breath of the Wild, right? The motion controls in there actually enhance the experience. The thousand-fold arm could be the same exact thing as mashing the A button, right? Yeah, in I, I guess. In most of the instances that they implemented it, there are some like uh, – Tipsy, uh, some sort of uh, rotational elements uh, to some of the implementations of thousandfold arms that could easily be handled by you know moving the thumbsticks, right? You know, one way or another, right? I
0: mean, we we've seen like the very beginnings of it, so maybe they do something like that. Um,
1: From what I heard, the thousandfold arms don't get that much more complicated. Okay, they kind of stay in the realm of gimmick land. Okay. And now what I was getting at is Nintendo is aware that they shouldn't do these things, but they are okay with doing these things for games that they feel are meant for a younger audience. Yeah. And that's the fault of paper Mario. Nintendo still thinks that paper Mario is for kids, especially this one. They're going actually a little bit harder on the, on the kids side of things. Now, the writing won't be so much. The writing is kind of meant for, for fans. But
0: which they're is, still... Which is weird, They still right? have that
1: mentality. And they shouldn't have that mentality. Because it, they have games that fill that role already. Kirby, Yoshi, right? They, they suit that audience already. Yeah. The Mario games themselves suit that audience already. Paper Mario did not need to do that.
0: Can I also say that they've removed or stripped a lot of RPG elements... As yeah. well for maybe kids' sake. Well, they did that since Super Paper Mario. Now, all right, all right. Uh, the third one. That's, that's well. They they simplified they simplified it. Right. I'm not they seeing any. Dramatically, yeah. I'm not seeing much of any RPG elements in here.
1: Well, it's it's still there. You you still have the combat, the exploration, the NPCs. Uh, the the world immersion the the longer sort of adventure story a villain protagonist you you get party members although you don't really directly control them you can mario can progress uh both in getting stronger like character progression in that way uh you do you can equip different accessories uh to augment yourself in some ways how meaningful that is i have no clue and i will tell you this uh, just from previews, that it does even come close to being as in-depth and as uh, interesting and, and, and gameplay-intensive as Paper Mario or Paper Mario Thousand-Year Door. So.
0: I don't know. I, I think it's a big reason why you don't even see Nintendo categorizing this as an RPG on the Switch. I don't think there's enough there, in their eyes even, to put it on there.
1: Wait, you need to confirm that.
0: You can confirm it all you want. I'm gonna confirm that. Okay. I, I bring this up on the Twitter account all the time. And I I've had it people I've had people try to explain it to me as um they don't want to de- if they categorize it as an RPG, they don't want it they don't want to deter people. And I say to them, Well, RPG has the most games in that category. Even Breath of the Wild, which is a, another one, a borderline RPG, is classified as an RPG.
1: Oh, uh, and Breath of the Wild is not borderline. It is pretty much the bona fide, quintessential example of an RPG. Oh, but Paper yeah. Mario is an RPG. It's just uh, they have that, that elusive you know, term, adventure. Right, right I threat. mean... Ne- and it is adventure, right? And as I said before multiple times, like RPGs are adventure games. Sure. So it's, it's that, that weird sort of quirky thing. Uh, they do have the whole uh, time, you know, hit the button at the right time to get Wait. a defensive bonus during mm-hmm. combat, hit the button at the right time to get an offensive bonus when you're dealing your offensive attacks. It's turn-based combat system. Uh, but it, with that button-handling, pressing thing, get some, some tangible, real timeness That's a mechanic that was introduced way back in uh, Super Mario RPG. And Paper Mario has been the, the game in the series to carry that forward. And as I mentioned before, Nintendo couldn't decide whether Paper Mario should hold up the RPG mantle or if the Mario & Luigi games should hold up the RPG mantle. And that's when and they were they were worried about that way back during Super Paper Mario on the Wii. And -hmm. that's why Paper Mario deviated from from heavy RPG elements. Meanwhile, Mario and Luigi stuck with the traditional RPG side of gaming. Why not both? (laughs) Well, one's dead. I know one is dead now. One is dead now. Which is why I was confused why Paper Mario didn't go back to that. So it, it, it's still an RPG. This one's certainly more RPG than, than, other, uh, than the more, other more recent Paper Mario games, but it's like not even enough. It's, it's so
0: light. As you said, it's very light. Yeah, it's RPG light, for sure. Yeah. I mean It has a lot of cool stuff, like the currency. Um, the coins actually mean something, whereas in a lot of other Mario games, coins mean diddly-poo um but in this game uh, it looks like you can you can spend it on um on the toads you can spend it on was it more ring puzzle time or turn back, like in, yeah. like time yeah. to figure out the puzzle um and then they didn't really i i didn't see I it anyway accessories yeah so some that of those okay. so you can go back to a it looks like maybe a hub town and purchase some things
1: there is a hub town uh there are uh not only do you have your standard infinite use jump and hammer, but you can also get other items. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's other ways to get them, but certainly you can purchase items and you'll probably pick up items from like chests and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these items that you get can be used in combat in different ways. For example, they showed off, uh, what was it, like iron boots or whatever. Yep. So normally uh, when you jump on a spiky, on a spiny, uh, you would get, you would take damage. You wouldn't deal damage because they have spines on it. But if you equip iron boots, which they showed off, you can effectively do the damage without taking damage uh, by jumping on the spiny. Right. So there's stuff like that that you can buy, but those items are, they have a durability to them. So you use them a couple of times and then they eventually break and then you probably have to like buy more with your money and you get a lot of money in this game.
0: Yeah, well, and they did make a point of that where yeah, it looks like he has like eight thousand coins. Looks like a lot, but then you if you really need time on those puzzles, if you want to get the toads involved, if you want to get the audience involved, that costs quite a bit. Um, so I'm 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 hoping I, I think that's how they're getting around, and that's the experience points. So, uh, just like with Dark Souls, and and I think yeah. you mentioned I maybe off off air, um. Xenoblade chronicles just like exploration will give you x p um, yeah. so I feel like this is more i know it's not a souls like game, but the souls are currency it's the way you level up your character uh it's 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 used in a lot of different ways, and that's where I think the coins come in
1: yeah yeah and and I'm perfectly fine with not having a level up system i <laughs> i actually don't i prefer games to sort of consider not doing level ups and i think not if you if you can think of a good way to do it i think not leveling up not having a level up requirement for characters is a better way to to have to design rpgs than just going with the tried and true uh level up system i'm a bigger fan of not doing level ups for example monster hunter right doesn't have leveling up right it does character progression in different ways and i believe in more interesting and effective ways uh Breath of the Wild, doesn't have level-ups. They do it in a different way. I feel a better way. You could even argue that the Metroid games, uh, they don't have level-ups, but they have character progression in more meaningful ways, in more impactful ways, rather than just having some stat bonus. Uh, In some games, they make it more meaningful by giving you access to newer abilities, uh, new skills or new abilities, or better versions of the existing skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. Those are fine and dandy. That's ways of doing level ups in a more interesting and meaningful way, but how many RPGs exist out there where you level up and all it is just a stat increase uh, and that's it. Yeah. And I, I now mean, you can you can take on enemies that are 5 levels higher than what you were before, right? Yeah. Big
0: whoa. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with uh, okay with that. Um I yeah, it'd be nice to have some more meaningful or intricate ways to um, let, or character have your character progress, but I'm okay with the traditional kind of way as well. Uh, but it yeah, is kind of like nice to have a breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah,
1: and, and that's what they do with this one. And I do like that. I do like the fact that they removed the level up system. And I'm, I'm not saying that they needed to, mm-hmm. but they do tie it to character progression because they're giving you not just gold, but confetti. And yep. both of those are going to give you ways of increasing your repertoire for Mario, right? For example, uh, confetti can be used to uh, reveal new toads. Mm-hmm. The new toads join your audience and give you access to, to more stuff, right? The bigger your toad audience, the more stuff you're gonna have available to you. That's one thing. Confetti can, uh, for example, create a bridge that then leads you to a heart that will then increase your maximum health, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it can literally lead you towards actual uh, increase of character capability. So, and that's obviously uh, coins are going to do that as well. So, they got that in there. It's just they decoupled it from leveling, and that's, that's perfectly fine. I'm yeah. totally down. Um, um, but as, as we said before, RPG light. Yeah.
0: Another thing that they did that I was kind of mixed on were the the boss battles. I like how they're kind of, they even said it, they kind of reverse, right? Now the boss is in the middle, and you are kind of on the outside, working kind of this path, right? I think that's really cool, really interesting. What I have a problem with are the actual bosses themselves. Like, it's a, a, like this one that they showed was just a box of colored pencils. Yeah, <laughs> like like what? Like yeah. I, I I get it. Yes, it's origami. You're kind of going with the kind of the Yoshi's crafted world type of thing. But no, uh,
1: no arts and crafts. Yeah, I, I don't. No. At, kinder, kindergarten, right? Yeah. Young elementary school kids do so. This ties in with their with their what they believe their target audience is. Yeah, and, and to solidify that, that's where bakugan comes into play right they think oh we're gonna get all of the 10-ish year olds to watch our mario presentation it would be great to combine that with a bakugan combination (laughs) by the way the bakugan fans are in their like 20s now probably
0: late late 20s
1: yeah so in that same audience that's also your mario audience or older
0: Right, older probably.
1: So it's like Nintendo, really. You don't,
0: you don't get it? I do, I do remember seeing other footage of different kinds of boss battles. Some were gimmicky, like the colored pencils, and others were kind of real Mario villains or 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 whatever. Um, I just hate that they showed this one off. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole presentation was awkward to begin with, just with the kind of people talking over each other and. You know that whole experience. Um, In
1: the overly politeness, they had to they had to apologize to one another.
0: Yeah. Every time they interrupted,
1: they just had to say, "I'm sorry."
0: Right. Go ahead. And and then there was that you know, four or five seconds of silence. I I felt like the production could have been better. I I understand that you know they're doing the whole social distancing thing, but I mean, here you you and I are you know doing this and you know I don't know. It was live. It was live. They should not have had it live. It was not
1: live. It felt like it was. It they they showed it as live. The quality seemed like it was live. That was not live though. Don't no way they made those types of cuts and transitions live.
0: No way. It just it had that feel though, didn't it? Like it felt like a live event, and it did. They probably recorded it once. And they're
1: like, it's good enough, we'll just edit <laughs> this this hanky-janky stuff together, and we got
0: something! Yeah, I don't know, man. And that's what they did. I will tell you, though, and you know, we are, we are kind of putting this negative spin on this. I am, I'm gonna be getting the game. Um, I know you're kind of off the train. The game did review yeah. rather well. On uh, Famitsu? Yeah, on Famitsu, looking at the scores, we have a 9, this is based on, off a 10 here. A nine, 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 and nine. So I got a nine out of 10, 36 out of 40. So not a bad score at all. Although I will tell you one caveat that again, color splash, I believe if you wanted to price check me on it, got a 35 out of 40. So one less. So I don't know. Definitely, definitely in the great
1: land of scores so far. But I, me personally, so I'm off the train. I will buy it if. The scores Convince me that I should buy it Otherwise, right. I'm off the train uh, I'm, you know If if it's if it doesn't score as well as I As I hope it does, then I'm not gonna get it
0: Yeah, and I also got a GameStop, which I You know, I, I don't like GameStop for a variety Of reasons uh, Because they're the only ones who had a You know, a physical piece of something Here we are doing origami And paper and all this other stuff And there's no, there's no, like collector's edition for it it's just this screams collector's edition and we got yeah. none. we got none of that a- yeah. I mean and, and maybe the you know the whole coronavirus thing you know trying to get a bunch of stuff like that together for for it maybe that had something to do with it I don't know
1: it's so easy it's a piece of pa- a sheet of paper with fold line instructions embedded into it how easy is that
0: they may do that for their my Nintendo you know um, you get, like, silver coins, or I don't, know, I don't even know. The rewards for those are so sad now. But that's it, guys. That's what we have for this episode. Um, we do have one upcoming game, July 14th. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. So if you like to do work outside of video games, and then you play video games to do more work, you can get Story <laughs> of Seasons.
1: If you want to know what uh, Stardew Valley is based off of, Story of Seasons is it? Yes.
0: Not my thing. It's, and it's the game that inspired the the better game. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Stardew Valley is is really good. Here, yeah. I, I and I've I've said this before. I don't like to go and do more work, and I don't know why, but it took me a while to like realize that. Just like as I'm now realizing, I don't like games with real time with pause kind of like these older crpgs i'm done i'm done 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 with them feels like work it's way too much work automate your stuff man i can't automate do it your stuff. okay uh, except for the bakugan let me let me fight those oh. things it's <laughs> hey, you know real time with pause what's that divinity um that's not real time with pause that's turn-based Ooh, but...
1: what do you mean, don't you move around in real time you're talking to NPCs in real time? No,
0: no, 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 just the combat. Once the you combat. initiate...
1: What happens once, in combat?
0: Once you initiate combat, you, you have turns. It's, pause. Oh, no, 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 no. Is, <laughs> you, you, you call it turns, I call it pause. Whatever, dude. You, you just want to fight. You just want to fight. I'm not fighting. I do. I do. All right, and that's going to wrap up today's episode. I win that argument. Uh, for this Switch RPG podcast, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for the people that we didn't ask for questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen to an app, please give us a rating and review. We would love to climb up those charts on the platform. So your support would be amazing. And finally, remember to head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. See you next time.